until my cough's gone. I'll be good. Are we okay now? Can we can we start? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anybody else? What? <laughs> Welcome, Guardians. It's November 18th and 19th, 2016, and you're listening to Ghost Storton. It's not November? Does it say November? <laughs> That's probably when this doc was created. It was. <laughs> See, I just read stuff. I'm like, wait, usually I speak put a wrong. question mark on my teleprompter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Guardians. <laughs> um, well, let's try this again. Uh, Welcome, Guardians. It is December 18th and 19th, 2016. Hey, the dates are the right. Are right. Dates, That's kind of creepy. That is weird. But you're listening to Ghost Stories. A Destiny podcast. This is episode 45, and uh, today we're laying the groundwork for a bevy of future episodes. Bevy this is a episode- good word. What? Bevy is a good word. <laughs> I pronounced it right at least, right? Yeah. So we're going to plant some seeds. <gasps> Get it? Seeds. We need to cover a <laughs> we need to cover a variety of highly requested topics. So to do that, we're going to start from the beginning. And if you have been eager to hear us talk about the Cabal, the Vex, and the uh, Vault of Glass, the Black Garden, even the House of Wolves expansion, well, this all starts here with the fruit of the garden. So that is our topic. I am Vexray four four one, and with me this week we've got. Exo Stranger Pop, what's happening? I'm good. Had a fun week with uh, SRL back. Yes, my dear SRL, and all fun snow decorations and everything. It's been very hot in Australia, being being summer and all that. Um, but yeah, just yeah, we, had fun with SRL this week. Yeah, we talked about temperature last week on our little update episode, and uh, right now it's three here. <laughs> Three? Three. Three. Fahrenheit. Yes. That's Freedom hmm. degrees. Three of degrees. That's what the the F stands for. Three freedom (laughs) degrees. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's cold. Either way, it's it's cold here. And uh, so I've got my sock hat on and my jacket and I'm trying to stay stay warm, but yeah. Uh, what's it what's it like there? You said it's hot? Yeah, well, actually, summer, right? today's not too bad. The last couple of days we've had a bit of reprieve because we had, like, a a high, almost over 100 day, like, which is for Celsius or, you know, Commonwealth degrees or whatever you got. Uh, that would be, like, <laughs> 40. And, yeah, and then we had a storm, rain, and it's been nice couple of 70 days or 20 for the Celsius people like I should be saying first. But yes, so it's been all right today, but it has been hot generally here. I'm hearing all the stories of colds and and winter and starting to snow and thinking, oh, I'd love that. Yeah, it iced here, and there were, between uh, Missouri and Illinois, right here close, there were over 700 car accidents because of icy roads. Oh my god! Yeah, not, yeah dude, wow. it was crazy. I was so happy I was off work on Friday because it would have taken me probably 
three hours to get home easy by the by the way the road conditions were. So anyway, we've also got Cabal Ratchet ninety eight. What's up, man? Hey, uh, not much. Uh, our weather's been ridiculous. Like yesterday, um, it was it was eighty yesterday, and today it was like thirty seven for high temperatures each day. So, like we just had this crazy cold front blow through. It was windy as hell and uh, blew through overnight. Rained. And yeah, it's freezing cold today. So we don't we don't do thirties very well in Houston. Um, that that polar vortex. That, yeah, that thermometer gets below fifty, and people here kind of start freaking out. So yeah, and that doesn't play any havoc on the old senses and being sick. That's when I always get sick when the temperature starts going up and down. Yeah. So. And last but not least, oh man, what's this? <laughs> Drop shim. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Doctor Op Shim, Doctor Op Shim, op- whichever. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't write these ones. <laughs> Doctor Op Shim, like, op- like Doctor Shim, Doctor. Get it? Yeah. No, I I do, but I was trying to work in that Op. I don't know. He's Op Shim. Doctor. Remember, eighty degrees one day and thirty the next in Texas. Global warming <laughs> is a myth. So is climate change. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> He's a doctor. You have to trust it. Yeah, it's true. So what have you been up to, man? Uh, not too much. Same thing. SRL. Trying to get... I got my Titan to S-Class and get everything done. I got to switch over to my Hunter because for some strange reason, the momentum helmet on Titan does not have pitch control and the, the one on Hunter does. So there's going to be breaking, time breaking on my uh, on my Hunter and then other than that, I just started playing Lost Odyssey. It was It's free, I think, until the end of the month for Xbox Live Gold members. And if you, So you can download it on 360 for free, and then you can play on Xbox One free. Oh, why would you tell me that? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, just, I was just looking. I, I was literally on my dashboard when you said that. And uh, I saw that um, Outlast, that like scary game, mm-hmm. is free. <laughs> it's a uh, it's the games with gold, and oh nice, yeah I played I played that on PlayStation, and it's it's fun and creepy and awesome. If you like to be scared, definitely turn the lights out, put on some headphones and turn the volume up super loud and play that game. <laughs> no, and, oh my god, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you like being scared? Oh my gosh, it's yeah, preferably it'll... when you have to spend a night alone in a house. <laughs> Yeah, empty so, your bladder first. So when I'm looking at Games with Gold, it shows Burnout Paradise as the free 360 game. Is this not a Games yeah, with that's Gold thing? Like, oh, maybe it's a holiday. Oh, I think it was for the anniversary. Maybe. Well, they do. Anyway, they if, do two. If you go to XboxLive.com and then navigate yourself to Lost Odyssey, it should be free. Huh. Major Nelson announced it, so I put a, actually put a link for it in our Slack chat. Don't those end? I thought they only did. I thought they did like. Uh, a set of games at the beginning of the month and a set of games at the end of the month. Well, this sounds yeah, like but a, I just, a different thing. I just did this a few days ago, so oh. it couldn't have been. Yeah, I had a hankering a couple of days ago to play uh, Legend of Dragoon, the PS1 oh, role-playing yeah. game, which is mm-hmm. my favorite RPG of all time. Uh, and it's never been ported, I don't think, to any other... You could, I mean, you could play it backwards on PS2, but since PS3 and PS4, there's no way to play it. So I decided to try out Lost Odyssey to see if it's any good. Nice. Yeah, it's it's made by like a bunch of old Final Fantasy alums, right? 
Yeah, Mist Waker Studios or Mist Walker Studios. And the soundtrack is Nobuyumetsu. Yeah, so. which is really all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, well, I got a question. Okay. A question of the week or just a general question? Question of the week. It's going to kind of sneak <laughs> it in there. Is it possible that the first Crota fire team actually faced Crota in our physical world at some point during their ill-fated attempt to destroy him? Uh, wait. This, this question comes up a lot. Yeah. What do you think? I think the answer is no. Uh, I think that the entire reason for the expansion for the Dark Below, which we covered uh, last month, was all centered around the ritual to manifest Crota back in our world. So we're the ones who put a stop to that. So I think it would, would have been one hell of an accomplishment <laughs> for the nobody who actually made it to Crota on first Crota <laughs> fire team to have defeated him. Uh, and I think that's worth mentioning, and we, we went through this, we've talked about this first Crota in the past. Uh, nobody made it there. Everybody died. <laughs> I mean, or was lost before anybody even got close to Crota. And then, you know, I've always held the belief that they were headed towards the Chamber of Night, not towards the Oversoul Throne, except for Toland, who actually knew where he was going. So, uh, yeah, my 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 analysis of this is no, they never they never faced any physical presence of Crota at all. Well, there you go. Don't, Where'd that, do we know where that error. question came from? Or is it just because... A every billion single person who's ever heard our show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I knew I'd seen it a few times, but I didn't know if we were going to give credit to anybody specifically. So. They all get yeah, I mean, the only person who made it to the Oversoul Throne was Toland and presumably a burned-out husk of Ariana 3. <laughs> Some nuts and bolts. Well, last ep- Yeah. <laughs> Last I always imagine at that point that she looked like uh, in the beginning of the original Ghost in the Shell movie, the frame that the puppet master is trapped in, which is just the head and the upper torso. <laughs> That's just what I figure is left of Ariana, and he's sort of just like either he has it strapped to his back like like C-3PO and Chewbacca, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or he's just dragging it around by its her hair, if she even has any. She was an exo, so probably not. Or like dragging her by her wires, her robe, or her wires. I don't know. No, I have no. I, I'm not a fan of Ariana three, so I don't really care what condition she was in. <laughs> as long as Meh, whatever. She's yeah, she's gone. So last last episode, we uh, announced our winner for the the Gallahorn and Gallerwing, Iron Gallahorn and Iron Gallerwing uh, codes. And I gave those out to Mike, and he was pretty excited that. Um, sorry, he was pretty excited that he was going to be able to share those with his son, and was kind of holding off giving it to him for a little bit. I don't know if he was waiting to surprise him or what, but I'm I'm waiting for the story there. I'm hoping that I'm hoping there's a fun story when he gave that to him that that he was excited about. So I'm I'm happy that that they won that. Uh, and then we had a pretty good run of our Vexma shirts again. If you guys missed them, sorry. Too bad. 
And if you got one, we'd love to see it. Uh, take a picture, send it to us. We'll share it on our on on Twitter and Facebook and wherever we can. Um, Instagram. Yeah, mine shipped we'll a couple days ago, so it should be here sometime this week, I believe. Awesome. We'll put it on a billboard. <laughs> we'll make a cardboard cutout of you for our booth at GuardianCon. And somebody just updated something on something. What's that? But I just birthday shirt. Second yeah. run is live. Until, is it until twelve? Until the twenty eighth. I just I just pulled it up and checked. Oh Ten well, days. hell yeah! I didn't even know that. Well, yeah, go get your birthday shirt because uh, it's live for another ten days, and it's a pretty awesome, awesome design by Jared B from our Slack. He's our our art guy. So yeah, check that out. And, and again, if you're not going to buy it, just go look at it. Give some feedback on that because because it's it's cool. And yeah, I got to give a little shout out to him. I was <clears throat> I was browsing around on Twitter, and the Destiny reset guys decided uh, to get some avatars made of themselves and they're in their their full guardian garb and and they're awesome looking little little avatars I think they're the I think the same artist did uh, ones for uh, n64 Josh so it looks very very similar the artwork uh, I knew the guy's name I forgot who, who drew it but anyway I uh, jokingly went into our Slack and, and posted that pic and made some comments and stuff. And next thing I know, Jared B makes a quick little sketch of my head on my hunter's body, which my hunter's a female. So, yeah, it, it was pretty pretty funny. And <laughs> it's now my pick on Twitter. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun. You have to go have to check that out. I'll put a, we'll get a link to it in the, in the show notes. Um, but and if anyone is interested in buying that birthday shirt, they can go to destinyghoststories.com and click on the link to our represent store. There you go. Nice. Yeah, that would help. I'll, I'll, to get there. I'm I'm gonna fanboy out a little bit. We have Matt Oishi in our Slack chat now. Yeah, uh, he is like one of the best Destiny-related art creators in the community. He's awesome. Yeah, the oh, one yeah. he put out today, or was it yesterday? The, the Travolta? The Travolta one, man. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if we should talk about it. He said he hadn't really released it yet, I thought. I think he put it on Twitter. Oh, did he? Okay, I didn't see it on there yet. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Man, I'm curious. He must, he must like, overlay his art onto the actual video, because it's so perfect. You know what I mean? The... The way yeah, that but he has so. But there's so many original ones too. It's just. Too oh no, good. no, no! Yeah, no, I know that. But I'm just saying that one specifically was just so spot on for Travolta. I meant to ask him, but didn't. There was, there was a really funny moment a couple of days ago where someone was using one of our GIF integrations in the Slack, and it, it called one of his animations up as a GIF randomly, and and so it called up the Shacks one. Yeah, yeah, and I like tagged him, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And, and he was like, "Oh, that's a really old version. Here's the new one." And it was like <laughs> yeah, twice as long. I was it. like, yeah. "What? This is way awesome. better." Yeah, <laughs> like slamming his desk and stuff. That was great. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Yeah, so yeah man. I've been Slack. a big fan, of, big fan of his work. So to have him in the Slack chat is pretty awesome. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I, I'm a hope. Hope I'm not spoiling anything, but we've been talking to him and Jared and a few other of our art friends about maybe talking with us on a on one of our upcoming kind of off lore topic episodes. So you might hear from them right here. So that'll be that'll be fun. 
I like it. I do too. Um, oh, before we started recording tonight, actually, I jumped on Twitch with our Ghost Stories account and uh, and streamed a race at SRL, and my mic wasn't working, and I had to fix that and some other stuff. But but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm figuring it out, and hopefully you'll start hearing from us a little more on on Twitch. And I actually made the comment we should maybe do some kind of. I don't want to record an entire podcast on Twitch with people listening and interacting because I know a lot of people do that and that's great to have interaction with the with fans and listeners but but the kind of show we do it's more seems like it'd be more of a distraction we do well distracting ourselves but maybe a little maybe we can do a little pre-show thing or maybe start to to stream a little bit before or after we record since it's a good night for most of us or off nights whatever but uh, keep an eye out for that and we'll start posting more on our multiple outlets to let you know when we think we might be doing that and what our links are and stuff like that so just wait till srl goes private match oh man it's all oh, yeah yes 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 well uh i don't have any other thanks or announcements that i can think of anyone else nope going nope. going going gone, gone through the gone. garden let's do this thing Gabble, I know, put a lot of this together. He he made the, the base of this and went through and made a ton of comments uh, early on. And we've been sitting on this one for a little while. Um, but, man, it's going to be a, a nice, full, and fun and great start to a, a lot of good episodes yet to come. So Yeah, yeah this episode's gonna, this is going to be a hub episode for a lot of different topics. So, Gabble, you want to start it off? Yeah, it's cool. I, I started this. Actually, I was like, <clears throat> screw this. We're just going to talk about the Vex, but we're going to start here. And then as I was going through it, I was like, this leads into everything else, too. Like, this can't just really be a Vex lead-in because we meet the Queen. We meet, you know, the Awoken. We we have the the first signs of, of what runs into House of Wolves. <laughs> we, we meet the Cabal. It's like, okay, this just... Leads into the rest of the game. This leads into everything we haven't talked about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun putting it together because some of these missions I haven't played in over a year. Most of these missions I haven't played in over a year. So being able to go back and I watched a lot of, I had to watch a lot of YouTube videos of some of these just to be like, what happened again? Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) And I think yeah, I went through. Yeah, you you've played I it had, recently, right? I had this quest line open on my warlock. I just pulled it up from the kiosk and I did the whole thing today from start to finish. Oh wow! Okay, so you're intimately familiar with the frustrating dialogue of the stranger that we get to talk about shortly. Uh, I'll take the stranger's dialogue. It's ghosts' dialogue that is <laughs> some of the worst in this mission line. Oh man. <laughs> Also, playing through this quest line recently, and like I said, I haven't played this in a while either, so going through the whole thing is a little bit of a refresher, but also, and I have some notes in here, man, sorry, people, year two, year three people, uh, Dinklebot did a way, way better job at a lot of these ghost lines that we're going to encounter throughout this mission, <laughs> <laughs> or this, this quest series. Listening to Nolanbot's delivery of some of these things is just more painful than it needs to be (laughs) so (sighs) well this one um let's see 
when we talked about when we went through the the hive stuff we we talked about the stranger being there right sort of watching us yes. as we go through those so this sort of picks up after after she's watched us and and um we get the is what's the mission where we actually get the the transmission it's um the chamber of night that's the one yeah so so it's sort of before most of the dark below stuff, but yeah, we the, the the timeline on all this is so weird now with the way they've they've added in the quests and and before right it was like you ran through those those first few moon missions you got to Chamber of Night and then it was just like you zipped straight off to Venus there was no um none of the Crota's End stuff yeah uh, so it made a little more sense I guess it was more of a natural flow as far as placing the the story. <clears throat> making the exo stranger sort of the the thing that was pushing the story along um but yeah so we get that transmission we run off to venus for the first time and that's it's weird right Be, so up until up until chamber of night and even after chamber of night there's still missions after that and then the whole expansion with with crota's end the hive are not the main is not the main storyline in Vanilla Destiny. This is the main storyline yeah. in Vanilla Destiny. Yeah. But we, there's not even a hint of it until we get to this point. And if you're playing now, you know, you carry Chamber of Night through all the way and then all the way through the Crota expansion, and then you could skip this and go straight into uh, the Taken King yeah. <laughs> and never encounter any of this. Was uh, that you would be, you would very earnestly believe that the Hive storyline is the main storyline of Destiny. Was that because it was leading into the Vault of Glass raid? Well, I've always felt like that um, the Exo Stranger that that story is sort of I mean, that's the real five games or however many games we get. Right, the numbered games are going to push that story forward, and then expansions are going to like like the Taken King are going to give us the, these other things. It's just that it's been so long since we hadn't... I mean, we haven't had a second numbered game yet, so... Right. Um, we've been on the... I don't want to call them side stories because the Taken King story was so great. It doesn't feel like a side story. Um, so I feel like it's, it's a yeah. disservice almost to call it that. But, um, yeah, I've, al- I've, just, I've always felt like... Even within the Taken King... They hinted at the stranger returning, right? The the no time to explain having the word yes. soon written. Like we are going to get back to this in the future. It's just it's been so long since we since we've even touched it. Correct. Well, I mean, Lauren Cohen's character is still alive on The Walking Dead, so <laughs> she can't she can't come back and be the stranger yet. <laughs> Pray, pray for Nagan to kill her on The Walking Dead, and we can get her back as a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the <laughs> starts out. The <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she pregnant on The Walking Dead too? She is. Yeah. Spoiler. Oh. Sorry. Spo- spoiler alert. <laughs> from less, from like a season and a half ago. I mean, yeah. The Walking Dead's out of ways to sort of disgust and shock people at this point, so maybe beating a pregnant woman to death is what they need for this <laughs> oh, <finale. God. laughs> oh, my word. That would do it. Oh. That would do it. All right, Sorry, it's, the show's been awful, but... <laughs> yeah, it's shocking I mean, you awe, might, as, you might as well just go, like, whole hog awful. All right. 
<sighs> Back to Destiny. So the Fruit of the Garden Please. quest <laughs> starts out with the step A Stranger's Call. Uh, follow the Stranger's coordinates to a legendary colony lost in the jungles of Venus. Complete the mission A Stranger's Call. Um, we've got a quote from Ghost. Uh, it's not every day you get a transmission from a mysterious exo who claims to know us and wants us to go to Venus and things are getting weird, aren't they? Here we go. <laughs> Let's kick this right off. Yeah. Uh, so my note, my note here is that we're still pretty early in the story at this point, given what we've been through with both the fallen and the hive. I'm not sure getting is the right word. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Imagine you're pretty damn weird. Yeah, imagine you're resurrected and you have no idea what's going on, and all of a sudden you're shooting aliens. It's weird on day one. Yes, and it's not even like. Oh, that was a weird day when I had to fight for my life. It's like, oh, I descended into an alien necropolis underneath the moon and murdered all of them. <laughs> like, totally normal. Now things are real. Now that we're on Venus, oh yeah, things are definitely getting weird. Yeah, we <laughs> what? <laughs> we got a voicemail from an EXO. How's that weirder than yeah. anything else? <laughs> yeah, like that. Is that really the point where you decide things are getting weird? <laughs> like with with all the hive and like rituals and then the fallen like mysterious like at that point you wouldn't know what the fallen are, fallen are doing you just know they attack and it's just like oh someone contacted us and wants to go planet things are getting weird okay <laughs> all right ghost <laughs> it's like is that really the point where you decide things are getting weird i think they already got weird they've been weird for a while <laughs> you're right we began weird day one weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> first minute weird <laughs> well oh man if we're gonna if we're gonna harp on every ghost line this is gonna be awesome they could be a long <laughs> I mean get ready so no so we, we launch we launch we launch a stranger's call <laughs> and as we're flying in ghost says our new friend must have access to extraordinary methods to reach out to us like that the radio message she sent came from somewhere in the jungles of Venus So, like, we can send messages from Earth to Saturn. Yes. This is extraordinary. But it's extraordinary to get a message from <laughs> Venus. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm still amazed that people use radios. Like, <laughs> at this point, radio is probably just being a generic term for transmission. But we, we barely use the word radio in 2016. And this game takes place in, like, 2600. After the Golden Age revolutionized all of mankind's technology, yet we still use radio. Okay. Just just for reference, because some people are... Venus is 260 million kilometers away. Saturn is <laughs> 1.2 billion kilometers away. And nobody blinks an eye when we communicate back and forth from the Dreadnought. Just for reference, radio is a thing that we used to listen to music and news on. <laughs> you can it, still it listen to signals, it, but it's terrible. It shoots signals through the area. You need an antenna. I mean, if it's somewhere in the jungles of Venus, maybe there's no signal there. That's the, that's the extraordinary method. <laughs> they don't have AT&T or Verizon. How is, how is she getting signal there? Extraordinary. That's, I guess that's true. <laughs> Uh, let's talk right, about the jungles of Venus. Right near a city uh, and an academy, and you know, 
actual places yeah, well, that we'll, would have we'll, signal. <laughs> we'll find out in a minute why that's sort of extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Ishtar before. Uh, the region Ishtar. Uh, so, just to note here, these are jungles on Venus. So that sort of implies that the Traveler must have done a serious terraforming job. Uh, the Ishtar Terra is between the sizes of Australia and the continental United States of America, so it's a pretty large chunk of land on Venus. Uh, the eastern edge is the great mountain chain Maxwell Monts, uh, which I believe is where the SRL track is, uh, Infinite Descent, uh, which peaks at 11 kilometers high. Uh, for reference, Mount Everest is only 8.8 .8 kilometers high. One side of the mountain chain has an impact crater that is over 100 kilometers in diameter and filled with lava. <laughs> so to turn a 100-kilometer diameter impact crater full of lava into a jungle is a pretty nifty trick on the traveler's <laughs> part. That's why the water's orange. Yeah. Uh, Ishtar Terra contains four huge mountain ranges, uh, the biggest ones on Venus. Uh, Maxwell Mons on the eastern side, Freya Mons on the north, Octomontes on the western edge and Danumontes in the south. They're surrounded. Uh, they surround the lower plane of the Ishtar Terra, which is called the Lakshmi Planum. We've talked about that before too. Uh, and all the volcanoes in the Ishtar Terra are named after famous women like Sacagawea, Colette, and Cleopatra. But not Lauren Cohen. <laughs> Maybe we should we should name one of the volcanoes on Venus Laura. So that's a quick, a brief, a brief recap on Ishtar, the area that we're on on Venus. Yeah, so we, uh, what, we explore a little bit there. I think we shoot some Fallen, right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Ghost says, this colony was built by the Ishtar Collective. Records say they once studied ruins of, they once studied ruins older than humanity itself. We thought this was all lost in the collapse. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Here it comes. Okay, so the one side ruins older than humanity itself. We've covered that uh, in the Vex fragments. So if you want a, a refresher course on ruins older than humanity itself, check that out. Uh, we thought this was all lost in the collapse. Let's find out why this line makes absolutely no sense at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I also put a note here that in the cutscene where you land on Venus, your ship actually lands in the headlands. Usually you just get transmitted to the surface, but here it, it touches down. That is weird. But yeah, the <laughs> so I don't like us getting dragged out here and not being able to get the lay of the land. There used to be a guardian outpost nearby. Let's oh. see what they have on this place. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought this was... They, we thought this was all lost. Also... We just flew into orbit from a clear trajectory from space. How do we not have the lay of the land? <laughs> he <laughs> like, wasn't looking. He had his eyes closed. They, they make a whole point of showing our ship flying into Ishtar from space in a whole cutscene. But we don't have the lay of the land. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Guardian outpost. Guardian outpost. <laughs> Ghost just said they all thought this was all lost in the collapse. But now he's saying there's a guardian outpost there. Uh, for what it's worth, and this is never confirmed in the main storyline, but we know when we covered uh, Pocket Infinity, we talked about Fireteam Tuyat, 
uh, and how they were on Venus in this area quite recently. So this Guardian outpost could very well have been Fireteam Toyots. Uh, but if that's the case... <laughs> we, should, we should still know. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, they only, did they save it on floppy disks and leave them in a bin there on Venus and never send any of the information back to the tower? That can't be right because in the Pocket Infinity quest line, the speaker knows all about the Fireteam and what they were doing on, on Venus. He, the, the speaker literally says... Hey, this is Vex Tech from Venus that Fireteam Tuyet discovered. Therefore, we know none of this was lost because we already had people there. Yeah, it's it's almost like there there's a way that that could have all made sense. All he had to say was at one point we thought this had all been lost in the collapse. Yes. But that's not what he says. It's not. <laughs> so, I can't give him that benefit of the doubt. So, yeah. It's like he's got outdated information, and anything new he's told, he just accepts as, like, base fact without comparing it to what else he knows. So he's like, oh, we thought this was all lost in the clubs. Oh, but they told me there's a Guardian outpost here, and this other team was here. And it's like, doesn't compare it to the fact that already has, like... Yeah. I'm going to write a fact checker bot for <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> get Facebook on it they'll they'll just rate everything from ghost as fake news yeah well I mean the Washington Post made a fact checker for Trump tweets I'm gonna make a fact checker bot <laughs> for, for ghost lines well alright uh. then there's this one <laughs> there's a lot here about some war machines called the Vex indestructible relentless supremely intelligent and they can teleport great guardians used to have sensors to track them let's get them back online Okay, so so why does he talk about like he talks about this like he's never heard of the Vex before? Yes. But then he knows that there are sensors. I mean, I guess he just read about the How can we not have heard of the Vex when they knew about the Vex in the Golden Age? Exactly. And didn't and he just gonna... say like three lines ago that they used No, he said they studied ruins older than humanity itself. Right, but we're going to come up on some lines in a little bit that shows that there's lots of people in the tower who are very knowledgeable about the Vex prior to us getting here. So And they're not indestructible. Nobody. No. They're not supremely intelligent either. Aim for the tummy. Yeah. It's Fix the hole in the roof of the Nexus if you're so damn smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the ghost popped out of the Traveler and never went to the tower while searching for us and he's just kind of plugged himself into a database and hasn't bothered to read any of it and now now he needs it he's kind of reading it like he's just reading it all in real time <laughs> yeah that's that's it sounds like like vex what oh, okay let me just like wikipedia that real quick and then oh guardians used to have senses like as he's reading the page in real time and it's like he never went to the tower and talked to anyone he's just got all the info that he hasn't read until now. <laughs> uh, I feel like sometimes the writers of this game do that. So, <laughs> so we go, <laughs> we go, and we turn on these magical Vex tracking sensors, which are like a hundred yards away. <laughs> and Ghost says, "Okay, I should be able to track these machines 
Let's head to those coordinates and find out what she wanted us to see. That's cool. Ghost can track the Vex one time. One time. And then the one time it actually works, he says we're surrounded and the radar goes haywire <laughs> and then never again. Yeah. I like reading this line <laughs> out like with incorrect punctuation where he's like, detecting Vex. Like, we're surrounded. <laughs> like he's a valley girl all of a sudden. Like, we're surrounded. <laughs> well, that's what Nolan Bot sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Dinklebot had a way better delivery at the, on this line. Like, and, the th- and we'll, I, we'll talk about this more as we get through, further through this. But, like, like for some, when, when Peter Dinklage was doing these lines, there was a sense of urgency and a sense of, like, dread that he conveyed in a lot of these readings. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. Uh, because this is all new to me versus Nolan who is just like I'm completely ignorant and am totally passive in everything that's happening <laughs> like at least you like this is supposedly like a great little moment as you're running into the academy library all of a sudden your radar is completely red and Ghost is like like we're surrounded like this is scary <laughs> we're about a scary thing's about to happen uh and Nolan just doesn't convey that at all in his readings. I like the Valley Girl version. That should be yeah, a real I thing. Think, I think that's, that's the thing. Just add a oh comment. Oh my god, after like, like, we're surrounded? We're also running. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's also where we run into our first conflux. Um, it is. And, and Ghost says a conflux of non baryonic streams going where? Question mark? Question mark? He's Ron Burgundy? (laughs) 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 So, non-baryonic, I I asked our good friend Cosmology about this. And what did he say? It seems this is some sort of science-y mumbo-jumbo that sounds cool, but ultimately doesn't tell anything about the nature of Vex Conflexes. Shocking. Did he really use the word science-y mumbo-jumbo? I don't know, because... As you can see, this note was made on November 8th. (laughs) So I don't remember if he actually used that word or if that's just me summarizing what he said, which probably sounded a lot smarter than what I said. I like to think he said sciencey mumbo-jumbo. That's possible. I mean... (laughs) So the conflict... So, uh, well, according to your your note on baryons, along with mesons... Are all hadrons mean that they're particles composed of quarks? Mean that these are particles not composed of quarks? Can you click split it? No. Well, here's the thing: if you stumbled across a conflux of non-baryonic streams, and a non-baryonic stream is a stream of energy or something composed of non-quarks, <laughs> wouldn't that be more interesting than wondering where it's going? Maybe. <laughs> Like, how does this even exist? <laughs> like, that's why it's sciencey mumbo jumbo. Like, this defies all known science. But <laughs> I'm more concerned about where it's going. Well, Ghost scans it. We get ambushed by a whole lot of Vex because thanks for nothing, Vex tracking sensors. <laughs> right, and this is another thing. I experience, I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but when Dinklage. This line is the no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Dinklebot seems terrified that this is a thing that's happening. Nolan is just like, nope, nope, uh uh, <laughs> nope, uh uh, nope, nope. He's like, just noped out. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, dude, we're getting ambushed by infinite murderous robots. Like, why are you? He's like, oh, totally casual about it. Nah. Just no, here come the facts. No pride out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do simply <sighs> recall there was a, a bigger sense of the Vex are the big danger. Playing this like the first time with yeah. Dinklebot and everything, and then I was, you know, at the time I was a law noob, and I was I was very confused as to why suddenly it was Hive, 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 Hive. <laughs> went, went the Vex. The, okay, cool. And yeah, but this playing through on my alts like after Taking King was like didn't have the same sense of, I agree, didn't have the same sense of, like, they were the big bad. You were just kind of like, oh, these are the scary time robots. Ooh, yeah, there's, like, scary. there's no urgency. There's no urgency from Nolan, like, there is. Yeah. This is a good fight, though. I mean, it's a lot of fun. to fight the Vex. Uh, I think most people, or that I've ever seen, fight this from the balcony in the front of the room, mm -hmm. where you first enter. And if you're really jumpy, you can get up on the third-story balcony uh, and shoot down. This is like a really vertical fight. We don't get a lot of heavily vertical fights uh, this early in the game, but this is a good one. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I enjoyed this encounter. Um, thinking about it, I think I always fought from like the one of the middle balconies, and I would just clear my side when they spawned in and then shoot across the way and get the other ones. Um be yeah, kind I, of fight, I fight. I fight from the balcony, right over the entrance, and sometimes I'll go very high, right onto the third story catwalk, and just shoot down. Yeah, I do remember Although when I played it. Sorry, <laughs> the first time, go ahead. the first time doing this, being like terrified when there were like there's one point towards the end where there are like three three minotaurs. Yeah, and that being scary, <laughs> and hobgoblins sniping at you from the yeah. the walkways. When I played this. Today, I flew up into the balcony like I normally do, and I was on my Warlock, so I was just whipping grenades down there. A bunch of the Vex teleported off to the right, so you, they couldn't be seen from what they made me go down there after them. Oh, nice. Uh, so I, I don't know if that's a change in the encounter, or it just happened with my particular encounter, but usually they'll just march to their death right below <laughs> you. But, you know, because they're supremely intelligent. Supremely... <laughs> Um, so yeah, our first our first vex. These uh, we we talked we talked at length about hive sex hive sects. Yeah. <laughs> so vex are also divided into a number of groups that we will not call sects because vex sects would sound ridiculous. <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll call them subtypes. <laughs> Uh, and over the course of this quest, uh, there are six subtypes, and over the course of Fruit of the Garden, you encounter... No, wait. There are six subtypes, and over the course of this quest, yeah. you encounter four of them. Yeah. Uh, the other two, you only... I think... Is it only in the vault, or are there a few other... No, because you run into some in the Black Garden, right? Yeah. Anyway. F yeah. Uh, f so these these Vex are the Hezen Corrective subtype, um, and they are brown. I mean, some are brown and some are brass. It's not always easy to tell. Yeah. It's, well, all Vex look the same to me, but 
that makes me insensitive towards Vex and things. So, so it's like brown or metallic all of, brown. All of, <laughs> all of them do? No, because some of them are shiny silver and have circles for heads. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Hazen Corrective. Are you going to read this note, or am I going to read this note? Uh, doesn't matter. The Grimoire. Let's read the Grimoire for the, the Hazen Corrective. All right. Uh, we understand the Vex is a network of thoughts, unified and vast, but not all Vex are the same. The Hazen Corrective is one example of a Vex subtype, set apart from other Vex by distinct behaviors and objectives. Swarming across the Ishtar Sink, these Vex aggressively seek out and attack the fallen House of Winter perform inscrutable operations around shining confluxes, and even show interest in Golden Age ruins left by the Ishtar Collective. The bulk of our contact with Vex forces on Venus has involved the Corrective. Those scholars willing to risk their reputation speculating about the Vex often assert that the Corrective is an agent of change designed to solve problems and remake the world in a form suitable to the Vex. Others contend the Corrective is simply a strategic distraction meant to draw attention away from the actions of the Hazen Protective. So we don't know what they're doing. They're just fighting dudes. <laughs> they're just shooting dudes. Yeah. So the Hazen Protective, uh, which we'll talk about uh, more when we do a, a full-on Vex episode, are one of the uh, subtypes found in the Vault of Glass. Though we will encounter them here as well uh, on the Endless Steps when we get there. Yeah. And in the Nexus. So. <laughs> oh, is is Secreon a protective? Is Secreon part of the Hazen Protective? That's a good uh, question. I don't think so. It's okay. If we think too much about Secreon, this will just get depressing. Yes. Well, <laughs> which which Secreon? The Nexus mind uh, or the subverted mind? I don't want to. I don't. I don't. <laughs> So after we <laughs> after we kill all those Vex, uh, we actually meet the stranger face to face, and um, <laughs> she says a bunch of meaningless crap. That's my summation. Of I love the summary here. Yeah, it was fantastic, uh, including one uh, of the most well-known lines slash memes in the game. I don't have time to right. explain why I don't have time to explain. Uh, it's right up there with some of the other ridiculous memes that we have in this game <laughs> yeah let's see she it's, it's in it's in good company along with that wizard came from the moon yeah. and a cell from the prison of elders <laughs> well yeah there's some there's some there's some st- okay she she teases ghost and she calls him little light which he doesn't seem to like no which makes me like it yeah, but she's got some other total garbage lines in it's, here. She she calls the Vex evil so dark it despises other evil, which a makes no mm-hmm. sense, and b sounds more like the Hive than the Vex to me. Correct. Um. Oh, this. She asks if we've she asks if we've heard of the Black Garden, and Ghost says, <laughs> and Ghost says we've heard the legends. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> which I can't Have read. We? I can't read my actual response to that. You cannot, but that's okay. <laughs> because everybody's thinking it right now. All he really means is he's read the Grimoire card. <laughs> right. Legends Black Garden. And, uh... Yeah, she refers to the heart of the Black Garden as the greatest threat to us all and tells us the Black Garden is where these machines are born. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. I guess we don't know whether or not the heart of the Black Garden was the greatest threat. It doesn't seem like it, only because Oryx seems a lot scarier than that goopy ball yes. thing in the sky. Um, but certainly the Vex are not born in the Black Garden. No. That, that, there's, there's no way to reconcile that as a thing that actually happens. It's like she's Correct. got some there's of the facts and she's made leaps in logic and just told it all to us as if it were a fact because it's like, well, you got to commit, you got to be confident with your information or nothing. Yeah, they, yeah. they're born there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's the greatest evil. They're pretty evil. <laughs> they're so evil they despise other evil. Yeah. They hate us, does that mean we're evil? I mean, a side should always be taken. Which <laughs> is the yeah. best quote you've got. <laughs> yeah, that's you left that one out. Yeah. yeah, a side should always be taken, even if it's the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's take the wrong side. Please, Woo. please use your, your supremely intelligent brain. Uh, that's awful. What a terrible line. Come on. Uh, that sounds like sounds like the thinking of a. Osiris to me, but <laughs> yeah. So then there's <laughs> there's this other line that I love yeah, because yeah. it's like okay, so we already had like basically Cade um, sending guard sending young guardians to the moon to die. Mm-hmm. Then we have <laughs> then we have the Exo Stranger. She says many guardians fell, strong ones, but you made it here. Okay, so she's been reaching out to other gardens, asking art guardians, asking them to come to Venus. They followed her instructions and were murdered by the Vex. Maybe they should have turned the sensors on. <laughs> I mean, we all thought this was lost in the collapse. So, yeah, like, what did the other guardians do? Did they just like land and put a blindfold on and wander through Venus, hoping to find her? Like. <laughs> There's nothing, there's no path you can take, I mean, I guess there is, that doesn't lead you to that guardian outpost. I guess in the headlands you could just turn around and go left if you wanted to. The game literally aims you right at it the second you get control of your character. (laughs) Uh, But I guess you could turn left and head towards the citadel. Sure. That'd, I don't be, know. that'd be awesome, though, if there were like all these guardians that just wandered off in the wrong direction, ended up at the Citadel, and just crazy things happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't there be a pile of them, though? Just, I guess. Like I love it. I love in House of Wolves when you return to the Citadel to do the Spire mission to fight Skolas. That area by the the elevator that's inside there that goes up to the top of the citadel is there's just gigantic piles of vex everywhere because the fallen have killed so many of them uh it would be funny to see a giant pile of guardians who just like got lost (laughs) i mean that dude of the moon's been lying in front of that door forever where's all the ones from (laughs) Is, is this the guy she's referring to like (laughs) <laughs> is that dude? Ma- is that dude, dude many? No, she's talking dude, about Valtar, guardians. Though. Oh, maybe oh, wait, no, he she said rezzed and then tried again, yeah. and she didn't know how it all worked. So she's just like, "Can he? This is the same people. It keep coming." And this is the one dude well, rezzing and trying again. Well, if she's stepping across timelines, maybe she's seen this one guy in front of the Temple of Crota die five thousand <laughs> different times. Yeah, 
So she just thinks it's a different guy every time. Yeah. He keeps changing his gear to try and do better. <laughs> it's a different guy. He should have said one guardian fell many times. <laughs> Good runs. <laughs> but you made it. Right. I also like that you have defined the Exo Stranger as a deus ex machina. <laughs> I don't even know if I agree with that at this point, but it's just a thought <laughs> I had one day. You did make that comment a long time ago. Yeah. But now I'm going to hear that as the, what you said there. Deus ex stranger machina. <laughs> <laughs> but here, well, just just from this the, uh, the TLDR of this definition, keep this in mind as we continue this series of missions. Uh, a plot device whereby a seemingly unsolvable problem is suddenly and abruptly resolved. Yeah. By the intervention <laughs> of a new character event. Yeah. Ability or object. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Keep that, keep that in the back of your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the meantime... There's lots of those, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> now that I think of it. <laughs> While she's talking, she's she's interrupted over and over and over by some unknown party that only she can hear, and basically says something something Black Garden and disappears. Um, she tells Ghost we'll have to go talk to the Awoken for more information, and she doesn't seem to like that's that's when she gives that you choose a side even if it's the wrong side line when the Awoken come up. Um, well. She doesn't say we have to go see the Awoken. Ghost says we have to go see the Awoken. Okay. That's right. I even wrote that here, huh? No, I wrote that there thank earlier today. Oh, thank you for writing that there. She says that line based on the whole thing about the Awoken between light and dark or something, isn't it? And she says that about... Yes. Yeah, she says floating, out, yeah, floating out there, wavering between the light and the dark. Aren't they like like biologically torn between light and dark like they don't really have a choice in the matter like the it's not like the awoken are just pick and choose hey let's let's be one or the other it, yes it, yeah i mean but what does it, that even mean it's like it's a bit insensitive of her <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't seem to like the awoken in the tone of her voice when ghost is like oh we're gonna have to go see the awoken to know more she's very dismissive of the awoken like she doesn't put any stock in them at all mm. so 2017 let's have a cage match between the exo stranger and marasov <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, mara would totally win yeah yes but it would be very entertaining in the meanwhile uh, we also we do learn in this conversation though that the reef or the asteroid belt is quote-unquote the last place the light touches which sort of sets this perimeter for a lot of the lore uh, about the inner system being protected by the Traveler, but the outer planets, not so much. Uh, we we also mentioned that, we've mentioned it a bunch of times in the show, but I think specifically during Regicide, uh, when you're fighting Oryx uh, in his little room, I guess it is, <laughs> where, he, where he observes everything from, uh, he has a line that says, the light of your Traveler cannot reach you here. Yeah, which also yeah, explains why in can. the vanilla game we can only go so far in the solar system, I think. Yeah. Yes, it has nothing to do with the fact that our ships are reclaimed garbage. <laughs> well, I mean, they can get to Venus and Mars pretty easily. 
and even to Mercury. So it's just... It, the, I, I think it just sets up a reason that they don't have the other planets yet. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's our, our long-awaited, deep-stirring conversation with the Exostrian. <laughs> who we will proceed to see again once in the entire rest of Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Well... Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see a lot more of her in future games. Maybe. Maybe. Soon. Mm. But that... Sure. Uh, <laughs> so that one unlocks the grimoire for, for Stranger's Call, which reads, The Ishtar Collective studied the Vex with all the instruments and power of the Golden Age, and we must not... I'm sorry. And we must understand the Vex if we are to survive. There are tales of the Black Garden and the darkness that lives at its heart. If this is where the Vex are born, spoilers, it's not, then finding it is of the utmost importance. All right, so can we just point out here that the speaker says, the Ishtar Collective studied the Vex, meaning (laughs) we know that the Vex were studied in the Golden Age, so it's not some amazing mystery that we have encountered them on Venus now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, doesn't seem like that's surprising. Guardian like, glances the sideways at the ghost. Ghost blinks innocently. <laughs> yeah, like, did the speaker have this on a post-it note and the and ghost never saw it? Like, isn't this important information that should maybe be in a shared database among agents exploring the galaxy for these very things? I'm going to stand by ghost has all the info and just hasn't read it until he needs to. Okay, I'm I'm on board with that. <laughs> Uh, it seems like a kind of stupid thing you would do, but... <laughs> Ghost. It's like, oh, wait, Vex. Okay, we got to check the database for Vex. It's like, oh, Hive. Okay, now we'll look up Hive. And that's why he comes up with definitions and random info, but it seems like he doesn't really know what he's talking about. All the info <laughs> is there. He just hasn't read it. <laughs> he hasn't read it until the three seconds before we prompted him for it. <laughs> it's an open book exam he hasn't studied for. Yes. Like, quickly, look, look, look. Where is it? Right. All right. So about this person. <laughs> cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So now we're off to see the Awoken for the first time. And this is weird. Now it's weird to talk about this. Now even doing this mission uh, was weird. We've had so much sort of story encounter time with the Awoken and we're all like so familiar with the Queen and Aldrin and the Reef and House of Wolves and all these things we've played through these years ago. You know, we talked with with uh, Kirsten Potter about Mara. Like we're very knowledgeable at this point about the Awoken. Uh, but during this mission, this is the first time they've ever been encountered at all. I mean, I guess arguably way, way, way back, you could have been a new player and encountered the Queen's Wrath stuff prior to doing this mission, but this was a real first encounter with the Awoken. I remember doing this for the first time. I was so excited. Because I had no I had no <laughs> idea about the lore. Like, I really didn't. It was just too confusing, and I didn't read Grimoire cards, so I just didn't look at the lore at all when I first played this game. And they were like, oh, we have to go see the Awoken. And I was just like, oh, yes! Because I was Awoken. I was like, yes, my people! I will go to my people! And then they were just like, get out. Uh, yep. 
<laughs> but I'm one of you. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just re- distinctly remember getting so excited that I was going to go to the Awoken and being like super like shiny eyed, bright face watching the cutscene, and then they're just like, no, get out of my kingdom. Yeah, like, oh. yeah I, uh, I, have a, I have a note here about a similar encounter since I always played Exos. But. Uh, yeah, the fly-in... So we travel to the reef, home of the Awoken, find out what they know about the Black Garden. Uh, the mission, the questification blurb reads, The stranger didn't ask for much, did she? The city and the reef have always had a strained relationship. Let's hope the queen's in a good mood and knows where this Black Garden is. I'd like to point out that the stranger did not ask any of this it was ghost who said we had to go see the awoken <laughs> the stranger did not ask us to go here uh, <laughs> we've mentioned so the si- yeah he's just covering his bases if it was a bad idea it's not his fault <laughs> if it's a bad idea if we get shot dangerous. down it was her she told us <laughs> uh so the city and the reef have always had a strained relationship. We've talked about that in the past. Uh, a lot of that is due to the reef wars and the fact that Petra got a bunch of guardians killed during the reef wars. Uh, but remember, the city did not even know the reef existed until the Battle of Twilight Gap uh, when the reef blocked the House of Wolves from joining the rest of the Fallen in their assault on the city. Uh, and then as sort of a little bit of payback we sent guardians to the reef during the reef wars to help the the reef fight the house of wolves and then a whole bunch of guardians got killed and they sent petra to be an emissary as punishment so it's been a weird back and forth between the two groups Uh, as we fly in there's some interesting dialogue this is some pretty significant lore dialogue uh as we fly in we don't have a lot of context for it originally but now uh, as we fly in, you know, we get lines like, uh, the Guardian will say, where did all this come from? And then Ghost reveals that, uh, quote, every ship that could escape fled Earth during the collapse. They made it this far. I guess they died out here. To which we'll reply, it's a graveyard. So this is, we learn that this is the fate of a lot of the colony ships that left Earth never made it past this point. Uh, and then the very next question is how did the Awoken survive and the ghost says no one knows so it sets the the Awoken up to be a little bit mysterious uh, and it sets up this whole idea that the colony ships never made it past this point uh, when they were fleeing during the collapse we get a fun armed escort from the funny looking reef ships and then they take us yeah, <laughs> I use the Hildian Seeker all the time. They're beautiful. <laughs> yeah, until so you try to land one in the tower and it clips through the bottom of the tower. <laughs> it, it's phasing through. It's space tech. Shh. Causes thousands of dollars in repairs every time you go to the tower. <laughs> <sighs> so that's why Amanda doesn't like me. <laughs> there you go. Uh we don't get a very warm greeting. Uh, we get an armed escort, and they take us to talk to Aldrin Sov. We don't we don't even see the queen off the break. We only see Prince Aldrin. Uh, uh, we have to make our case to him before Marasov shows up. Uh, 
This is a first encounter. The fir player's first encounter with Mara Sov doesn't disappoint. We talked about the Queen extensively on this show, as well as interviewed her voice actress, like we said, Kirsten Potter, about this experience. This sets the stage for the Queen being a complete and total badass. Uh, we learned the history of how she became a badass when we talked with uh, Kirsten and how the character evolved over the course of the writing to be the sort of like icy, stoic queen that she is and how that character sort of developed, which is an awesome conversation. Go listen to that interview if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, and goofy things happen during this. <laughs> like, <laughs> as, as Sure pointed out, if you're awoken and you're going into this, they're like, nope, sorry, get out. Like, but I came from here. Uh, Although I think the argument there is that you're city-born or whatever, not. because you're, yeah, cause you were, in the story, you were raised in old Russia, so. Right, but in the lore, the queen says she offers every awoken one chance to return to the reef. Mm, but I do wonder if that is, because I remember reading that, and I do wonder if that doesn't extend to guardians necessarily if they're a, like yeah. non-guardian awoken that have left the reef or if that one chance return. was 500 like years to, ago like you had to originate from the reef leave and then you could return but if oh, you started out of the reef you're just an outsider that looks like an awoken like that's that's my thinking anyway I'm trying to reason why they wouldn't love me <laughs> <laughs> why don't you love me uh, I don't know, for me as an EXO, so there's a thing here, this is the the fallen House of Wolves show up in this cutscene, because they're under the command of the Queen still, and then there's this little cutscene where we make a grab for one of the Royal Guard's blasters, or their sidearms, and Prince Aldrin stops us by holding a knife to our throat, and I'm like, I'm an EXO, this means nothing to me, <laughs> why would I stop? There could I'm be a, a very important wire right there. <laughs> Cut my head off, I'll just come back. That seems like very... <laughs> Yeah, that's also true. Like, what are you going to do? Kill me here in the ground? Watch as I get revived a thousand times by my ghost. <laughs> I really want to yeah. talk about that scene in Doc Doctor Strange, but it's probably too soon. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> Is it really too soon to talk about... It's too soon to talk about Rogue One. It's not too soon to talk about Doctor Strange. All right. Well. Is it out on DVD? No. What's too soon? <laughs> <laughs> is is that the is that the rule? Is it? That was the rule know, amongst that's... my friends in like high school. <laughs> you can talk about a movie when it's out on DVD because by then, if you haven't seen it, you can just go buy it and get over it. But it's in the weird limbo now, where it's like out of theaters but not in. I guess. Not on DVD. Okay, okay, it's not too soon. Go ahead. I've seen it, so I don't care. I, I haven't I seen just... it. You haven't seen Doctor Strange. What's wrong no. with you? I don't go to the movies. Every time we said Exo Stranger, were you thinking Doctor Strange instead? <laughs> I was. Uh, I guess. The Doctor Stranger. <laughs> no, but I don't care about spoilers, so go at it. The release date for the Blu-ray is not even announced. Okay, what? not too soon. Go, go ahead. Well, there's... <laughs> there's just a scene... Well, well, I mean, without... Yeah, without serious spoilers, there's a scene at the end where Doctor Strange creates a looping event which is exactly what would happen in this case for us where <laughs> Aldrin would slash our throat we would die we'd get resurrected then what would it like the royal guard would shoot us we'd get resurrected yeah. <laughs> the fallen would attack us we'd get resurrected 
That's the power of the Guardian, right? You're unstoppable, unkillable. <laughs> Ability to be incredibly annoying by not dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. Isn't that just Guardians anyway, though? That's pretty much our tagline. That's our superpower. <laughs> Ability to be very Being annoying by annoying. not dying. <laughs> like, yeah, when you so read those Cabal logs, <laughs> it's pretty much... They just come back. What are they doing? They're just killing yeah. us. There's no reason. So, like, death is not a motivating factor, no. really. No. We are. We're like the ultimate Zerg. <laughs> uh, anyway, this conversation plays out kind of weirdly. I mean, Aldrin says some weird things, and the Queen says some weird things. Like, that, that creepy line where, like, Aldrin kneels down and talks about, like, protecting a people and a sister and a queen. It's like, what? This is your your public persona, guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Oh. Maybe they're going to make out later. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> Although Mara, Mara does have one of my favorite lines in the whole game here, which where she refers to Ghost as it. Uh, it is afraid of the fallen. It does not understand that these ones are mine. In reference to the fallen that are behind her. Mm -hmm. Which, again, as me before I, I knew law, and I did this scene and I was already sad that she didn't love me, but then I was like, oh man, <laughs> fallen gods, are you kidding? I want some of those. That's awesome. <laughs> Just like, yes, fallen gods. Yeah, that worked. Uh, I do well. like the line here also, though, there's a sort of speaking to bigger issues, the one smart line that Aldrin does have is that when we talk about, oh, we have to go to the Black Garden because we got to blow up whatever's there. And Aldrin's like, you want to turn into a battleground? How unimaginative. <laughs> like, that's, pr that's what pretty much what we do to <laughs> everywhere that we go. <laughs> right. Like, he may be right. a jerk, oh. but is he wrong? It's like, oh, of course that's what uh, you want to do. You're a guardian. <laughs> I mean, you can't uh, get mad at the stereotypes if you're going to keep doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all exactly. we do is we go and kill stuff and then go back home. And spoiler alert for the end of this episode, we go there and blow things up. Uh, <laughs> we do exactly what he said we were going to do. This episode. Uh, but similar to the you, we've heard the legends, uh, we also get this line here. Uh, do you know where it is? Everyone knows where it is. If everyone knows where it is, why are we here asking you? <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, a bunch of goofy stuff happens, and they decide that the queen decides that we should kill a gate lord. Uh, Aldrin seems content not to tell us anything, uh, given the observation that we will just turn it into a war ground. But the queen says, "Make him go kill a gate lord, uh, and then come back, and we'll tell you how to do it." So that's what they do. That's the next step. We're off to kill a gate lord. Good times. Mm. Yeah. First, we gotta find uh, one. First, we gotta figure out what one is. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wait a minute. The Ishtar Collective has been studying Vex since the Golden Age. <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the Golden Age. Wait, no. <laughs> we can't do that. Go plot, plot a course for the Golden Age. <laughs> figure all this stuff out. Time? That can't be right. <sighs> yeah. Exactly. I've, I only know that because so, I've done the Gatelord mission so many times. 
<laughs> that line bothered me oh. every time. It's only because I wanted good screenshots of my guardian, and you get great ones in the cutscene where you talk to the queen afterwards. That is true. So I have to listen yes. to the, the stupid ghost line every time. <laughs> so the next step is the Ishtar Collective. <laughs> Not the Golden Age. Yes. Unravel the secrets of the Vex by reviving an ancient research station on of ancient research station of the Ishtar Collective. Yeah, we're going to revive the entire research station. This is going to be great. Yes. Uh, the questification blurb here is, so the queen seemed nice enough, right? Her brother, though, anyway. We need a gate lord, and I have no idea how to find one. The Ishtar Collective is going to be our best place to start gathering information. Because we didn't know it existed before 15 minutes ago. <laughs> before that last cutscene, this was all new. But now I know yeah. it's where we should go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the slide. I wish you'd check with me before making insane promises. Says the thing that raises the thing that raises from the dead, uh, unasked, and drafted us into a never-ending war against the cosmic forces of darkness. <laughs> we're the one doing insane things. Sure, sure, buddy. Yeah, we're the ones not consulting anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes me it think so impulsive. The um makes me think of that uh Easter egg sort of scan where you scan the guy and he's like, oh, he didn't want to be raised, seen enough war for a lifetime or whatever it was. Yeah, and you just kind of yep. like, did I have this choice? Could I have <laughs> yeah, just said nobody... no? No. <laughs> this car is quite comfortable. It's of ger- <laughs> Russian design. I don't want to leave. It's got heated seats. There. <laughs> Also, I'm a skeleton. <laughs> I have no more nerves, so it can't hurt. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, if we're going to take down a gay lord, <laughs> we've got to find out how these machines operate. Let's find the biggest one we can, pull out its brain, and see what we can learn about them. Uh, this is continuing. Uh, up to this point, we've occasionally questioned ghosts' homicidal nature. Uh, this line just sort of reiterates it. I, this is this, this always reminds me of like I don't know if anybody watches the Nick, uh, but this is yeah this is very like or even further back this is like re- Renaissance era surgery techniques. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how can we learn about what this person did in their life? I don't know. Pull out their brain and we'll study it. Oh, that seems fe- logical. Yeah. Uh, also, I like that he refers to them as machines in the line immediately preceding this. And then talks about pulling out their brains. Mm. Yeah. I mean, maybe machine brains is a thing in Destiny, sure. but sure, why not? Sure. I mean, we've already seen them. Clearly, they must have brains. I mean, he's probably saying it almost to sound like intentionally like that sort of Renaissance era surgery, like it just to sound brutal like let's go find one and pull out its brain and see what we can learn like he doesn't literally mean let's go and pull out its brain he's just saying it because i don't know except that we literally go and pull out one of their brains except his next line is oh spoiler alert (laughs) okay there's a big vex signature just up the coast (laughs) let's kill it whatever it is and bring its mind core to one of the old academy research labs (laughs) let's just take that little bit of quote right there and put that as another Classic guardian sort of trait. Let's kill it, whatever it is. Yeah, let's kill it. Whatever it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this is one of those things. Also, so it's like, so his immediate line right before, let's pull out his brain and see what we can learn. But we're gonna kill it 
first. Yeah. So like, let's kill it and then tear its brain out. After it's how dead. Would we even, after it's dead, how would we get anywhere? That Why would you think that would work? It's like, I'm going to grind his bones into dust. And then I'm going to make something out of his bones. <laughs> it's like you ground them into dust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the and then bring it to one of the old academy research labs. Sorry, ten minutes ago you didn't even think any of this existed. How do you know that these even work? <laughs> uh, well, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that would be like somebody what stumbling across Chernobyl in a thousand years and saying, "Oh man, we're out of power. Let's go over to Chernobyl and charge up." <laughs> like you would assume that it would still be working and be totally okay. This is probably fine. Yeah, it's, don't worry about it. <laughs> <sighs> then we get up ahead. A ridiculously large vex emission sounds like what we're looking for. So I guess the ghost tracking is still working. Or the vex was just really loud. Since it, I guess, sounds like it's like his senses have selective hearing. Only when he's thinking about it, doesn't notice an ambush. You know, huge proportions. But I mean, hey, up ahead, there's a large vex. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like only maybe. only when he's really thinking about it, it works. Well, there's also a ton of vex in that area, so maybe. Anyway, I feel like this this poor cyclops. <laughs> that appears here it didn't deserve to live it, not only did it not deserve whatever it got i f this poor cyclops is one of those few enemies in the game where like if you were during taking king everybody's camping out uh on venus you know random people doing this mission would pass through this cyclops would appear and you'd have like you know nine level 40 guardians who are just waiting for the taken to show up would all turn around and just devastate this poor cyclops that's right because like yeah because it appears in a, in a patrol zone yes, and it's, it it's public so everybody can just help the <laughs> random like level 10 or 7 guardian or whatever level yep. you are here <laughs> just wreck this thing yep. <sighs> and then you get a mind core this mind core item appears in the database three different times, uh, twice as the Vex mind core with the usual icon, and but then also as the Cyclops mind core with this funny plate style icon. Uh, and the description is the mind core of a Cyclops is substantial and contains a fluid apparently central to Vex functionality. Tasty. Uh, and then the the line immediately coming after this in which we hop on our sparrows and run over the minotaur that stands in the staircase <laughs> uh, uh, right as you're about to make this right hand turn on your sparrow ghost says their mind cores are actually biological not relative to any known life forms recorded maybe the collective's research can tell us more the only reason I always remember this because one of the first times I was doing this, I was listening to Ghost speak, and as I boosted around that corner, I got my sparrow wedged in the tree right there and could not get out. <laughs> so, stop distracting me while I'm driving, Ghost. Uh, yeah, I don't. So, I don't know how it's yeah. a surprise that their mind cores are biological when you think. If the Collective, first of all, was studying them in the Golden Age, they would have known that. Yes. And then we knew enough about them to build sensors that could magically track the time-hopping 
whatever you want to call them, robots. Yes. So it seems unsurprising. Why does a Cyclops even have a mind core? It's a turret. It's a turret that makes decisions. It's like, <laughs> I feel like that's like the, the ve it's like the, when you pull the short straw on Vex duty. <laughs> it's like, haha, you have to be in the Cyclops today. Like, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You're just stuck in place. You can, you can rotate. You can rotate slightly and get shot in your giant and eye. If you get shot Great. in the eye enough, you get really <laughs> you angry about ham. it. Damn, <laughs> flip out. Uh, I want to be. I want Hydra duty. Those things are. Man, that Hydra that appears in the Citadel area is just. <laughs> I don't. The thing is like level twelve, but it has fifty-eight thousand hit points. It's Randall it's the Hydra. It is the one that appears in the lower water area. I think it's impossible. Uh, so I have a note here. Uh, seems pretty confident that the mine core would still be in. Oh, the research. Sorry, yeah, the mine core too. After we blew it up, somehow we got the mine core out. Uh, which, if we were killing Vex constantly, wouldn't there just be mine cores all over the ground all the time? Uh, <laughs> the collective's research can tell us more. I said, Ghost seems pretty confident that any of the collective's research would still be intact considering the collapse. <laughs> uh, and why would it still be stuck on Venus? It's not like we find a bunker full of filing cabinets. Rasputin was part of this research, so the odds of there being records on Earth somewhere seem pretty high. But it's also worth noting that Ghost cannot hack Rasputin, so all the data may be cut off from us. Yet somehow Ghost knows tons of other random stuff about Rasputin. So yeah, again, it seems highly unlikely. It's it's like stumbling across, you know, a school. Like, if you stumbled across a school from, like, the 1300s <laughs> that was stuck in an earthquake, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure everything in here is still totally okay. <laughs> Let's learn about this stuff. Uh, travel across Venus, headed towards... It's not Campus 5, it's Campus 9. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, travel across Venus, this is important. This path we take takes us right past the Vault of Glass. It's the first time we see it in the game if you're following the story missions. Uh, everything there, like all of a sudden there's Praetorians and all kinds of weird <laughs> things are shooting at you. And, and there's just They will door. murder your faces at this point. Yes, <laughs> if you are level 8 on your Sparrow, a Praetorian will wreck your Because <laughs> they're level 26, I think? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Not good. Uh, got some other good lines here. Uh, These ruins predate humanity by a few billion years. Vex are coursing through them. Uh, how does Ghost know this? We don't stop and scan any of the ruins. And 15 minutes ago, Ghost didn't know any of this even existed. <laughs> he, he scanned all those records and he's just now reading them. No, because the archive comes after this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> uh, and there, I have my note here about uh, the debate between Dinklebot and Null Android goes on, but Dinkle delivered these lines much better than Nolan. There's no sense of urgency or dread in the new delivery. Uh, Campus Nine, once we get there, is controlled by the Fallen, who need to be cleared out before we can conveniently discover the central terminal. Uh, we find said terminal, and Ghost goes to work. We do what we do, what he does what he does. 
This terminal is mysteriously still powered up and suffering no data <laughs> or hardware degradation at all. Amazing. It's like a brand new MacBook just sitting on a counter <laughs> from a thousand years ago. <laughs> it wouldn't work. And of course, Not after a thousand years. <laughs> of course, what we this do is shoot everything. Shoot all of And what he does is take forever to scan things. Scan things. <laughs> when I was playing this mission today, uh, it was a lot scarier than normal. I don't know if this is intentional or not. It, this mission always glitches. I always fight this from the roof. Uh, above the central terminal and if you get up there uh, the harpies will teleport up there next to you <laughs> rude uh, yeah well I mean it's just like a weird funny little bug uh, but in the second wave there's a whole bunch of hobgoblins and I saw them and I threw a grenade and they all vanished instantly and then all appeared directly on the roof next to me and opened fire <laughs> I got shot by like six hobgoblins at once and all, and then immediately Ghost says, the Vex share one mine across a million units. That's why they react so fast. I'm like, oh my god, did they change the mission so it's actually scary and they react that fast? Because it was terrifying to saw them disappear then appear on top of you. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is a weird assessment. This They share one mine across a million units. Uh may not be totally accurate, given what Ghost just said about their damn mind course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said that a few minutes ago. It's old information by now. Yeah. Uh, it's possible that the Vex Radiolaria are a biological hive mind, or maybe they just have a biomechanically interfaced network to share sensory data between deployed units, which kind of makes sense, but that is not the same as a single shared mind. Right. <laughs> And that's why they react so fast. <laughs> to which I wrote, they reacted that fast, hobgoblins would trigger their solar shields before being shot. <laughs> but as the, the mission itself played out today, they reacted very quickly. They <laughs> were gone in a second, and then on top of me the next. Uh, amazing, they can warp across star systems in an instant. Or across the Campus Nine, apparently. We never see any evidence of this anywhere, ever. Uh, the closest clue we get is from the Books of Sorrow, when Curia instances itself across gates to keep them open. There's, We never learn anything about the Vex warping across star systems. Yeah, I mean, if they could warp across star systems in an instant, then, like, how are the Cabal still alive? Yeah. If you wanted to kill the Cabal, you'd just warp all the Vex to where the Cabal are instantly. And just overwhelm them and kill them. Yeah, I don't... And then they would just instantly warp back to whatever they were they were doing. <laughs> it would just take a little while. <laughs> well, we're also going to find out in this next line, this very next line, something that is... Also doesn't make any sense compared to warping across Star Sims in instant. Uh, I know how to find a gate lord. Each Vex is part of a giant network that spreads through the mantle of the entire planet. I can just get into their system, we can draw a gate lord out. Okay, this line is ridiculous. But also, if Venus now, if the mantle of the planet is made up of Vex, and Vex can warp across star systems in an instant, when we broke into the Vault of Glass, why didn't they warp all of Venus somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> like, why even risk it? 
So I've noticed that this basically means Venus is completely lost to us. The mantle of Venus is a silicate compound and it's already permeated by Vex and the entire support structure of the entire planet has been technoformed or Vexified. Uh, then I have a note here that living things can contribute to the silicate cycle. A type of plankton known as uh, diatoms construct their exoskeletons from silica. Uh, the tests of dead diatoms are a major constituent in deep ocean sediment. Given what we know about the potential biological makeup of the Vex, this can mean that the Vex are literally the entire mantle of the planet. <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty gross. Uh, if there's anybody out there who listens to the show who happens to be an expert on silicates, please let me know. Uh, because this is fascinating to me that the mantle of Venus is primarily silicate and from what we know about the Vex it seems like there's a good integration there. Also worth mentioning a lot of the crust and mantle of Earth is made up of silicates so if it can happen on Venus it could potentially happen here. Uh, also why don't they just warp the vault of glass directly into the tower? What does that do? Gone. Over. Done. <laughs> like, just manifest manifest Atheon right onto the table in the middle of the van. Just fill the tower with Gorgons. Yeah. Why not? Get your Vex off my map. <laughs> like, if the Vex really wanted to destroy us, consider the solar system and consider the the delicate gravitational and planetary alignments that our solar system lives in if the vex warped mercury and venus out of our solar system you could probably cook the earth pretty quickly by throwing all the gravity out of whack so yeah supremely intelligent <clears throat> anyway <laughs> wow well, uh, this unlocks the grimoire for the ishtar collective <clears throat> this is from Cade 6. The Vex have us all worried. Terrible things are stirring beneath Venus, but what you've discovered gives us hope that we can stop them. Just be careful when you make deals with the Awoken, would you? The Queen always collects. <laughs> what we've discovered is that bullets can kill them. <laughs> I think Cade would be appreciative of that. <laughs> I think Cade would be very appreciative of that. It's terrestrial bullets. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the Queen Always Collects, which is a House of Wolves lead-in, as you pointed out, Gavel. Mm -hmm. Also, does she always pay out? Because <laughs> we get promised a lot in Winter's Run and for capturing Skolas, and we get none of that. She's clearly so. not a Lannister. Yeah, it's, <laughs> seriously. And then she just peaced out during the Oryx encounter. <laughs> My pockets are empty. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, then it's, it sends uh, us to Rahul. Great. This I love this. The, the next step in the quest, go talk to Rahul. Yeah, because that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? It's it's like the, the, the Cryptarchs are supposed to have this like big role, but it's so buried behind the scenes and never really explained that it, we just think Rahul is the dude that decrypts our crap. Yeah, I mean, he is. Well, I mean, he is that for sure, but... It's. It seems like with some of these things, the idea was that the cryptarchs were so much more. Yeah, it's just that's all we get. They seem like a, the guy that decrypts well, crap. we've talked about this also. That the cryptarchs are the gatekeepers of history. 
Like right. everything that we know, like we basically believe anything Rahul says to us, even though he is just spouting off nonsense constantly. They believe it to be true. Like we talked about this whole thing where it's like some of his lines, while they're a fun nod to previous Bungie games, he thinks they're holy texts. Like <laughs> he found like the control booklet for a video game and thinks it's like a Bible. Like he has no idea. Also, he's awoken. So even if he did have some deep connection to the history of Earth, he wasn't here during the Golden Age, which was this, like, he. how does he know how to interpret any of this stuff? I don't know. He studied a lot. His only saving grace is that he's voiced by Eric Avari. <laughs> <laughs> Who's awesome. Well, our, our, our wonderful ghost quote, these files are amazing, at least I think they are. I'm confident that Master Rahul can decrypt them. Just don't expect a lot of friendly small talk. To which I wonder why Rahul is better at decryption than Ghost, given that Ghost is a sentient machine and its an entire existence is based on encryption. <laughs> I don't know, because if we relied on Ghost to do it, we'd have to fight three waves of enemies before he could finish it. I mean, I guess. I mean, Ghost is a paracausal entity as well, and Rahul's just a dude. Like, <laughs> you're just a dude. Yeah, you're just a dude, an annoying dude. And then, but then, then this, given everything, he's not even like. <laughs> he's not even like a rock star dude. No, like he's the other cryptarchs think Rahul's a doofus. That's the thing, like, right? So, so I guess that's sort of really what I meant was like, if the cryptarchs are awesome, right? If they if they do all this then the ones that are left out in public to decrypt our crap must be the worst ones. They're like, like they're the cryptarchs that graduated with all Ds. Yeah. Yes, they're cryptarchs. At least, at least Ives is salty about it. Rahul's <laughs> just doofy about it. But also, I'd like to point out that we have just stolen heavily encrypted files from a Golden Age Vex research laboratory on a planet that is almost completely Vex, and we basically run out into an open plaza and hand them to Rahul. <laughs> like, this is not sensitive information. Please read it to me aloud in the square. <laughs> but then the stuff he says doesn't make any sense, right? Given everything else that we've heard said here about the Vex and what we know or don't know about them before we go to Venus, then Rahul is like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Like, Vex encryption is difficult, yes. For those not in the cryptarchy, your ghost should now have the codes he needs to summon this gate lord. Feel free to return with any amusing puzzles like this in the future, assuming you survive. Okay. Yes. So we don't. Also, he has, he, has, he has a passive dialogue line when you run past and says, hmm, Vex encryption, unbreakable. So they say. <laughs> but like... Okay. Well, yeah. So just just so we're clear, uh, we didn't think anything was on Venus, but then we got there to find out that a bunch of Guardians had encountered the Vex prior to us. Mm -hmm. They had sensors to track the Vex. Mm -hmm. So now we can track the Vex, only to discover that the Ishtar Collective has been studying the Vex the entire Golden Age, and that data still exists, and the cryptarchs can decrypt Vex encryption 
Also, why are the Ishtar Collective's files encrypted with VEX encryption <laughs> and not Ishtar Collective encryption? <laughs> and it's all new to us, apparently? Or at least a ghost? I don't know. We're going to come up... There's a thing later on with Ikora Ray as well, who's apparently an expert on the VEX. Nobody thought to tell any in this to us? <laughs> Also, radios work from Venus to Earth, but I can't, like, shoot this file over to Rahul from orbit. <laughs> email. So I don't have to go back to the... T- yeah, email can I down. email it to Email's him? down. <laughs> <laughs> server having problems. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the tower servers are offline. <laughs> if you try turning it off and on again. Hey, that worked for me tonight. That's true. Ah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> So then you have a note here about the archive. Yeah, so th- this conversation unlocks the mission the archive, which is not part of any quest in Destiny. Although it, it was added later, right? Um, when it became part of the Sleeper Simulant quest? Yeah. But it's not like... Wait, no. This mission's always been in the game. Yeah, it's always been in the game, but but in in the quest structure, if you just play the quests as they are, you'll never play the archive. Correct. The game yeah. never sends you there. It's only if you, it, it it did send you there in in year one, right? It was part of yes, the story did. progression, but it was it was basically removed to I guess I guess to make it part of the sleeper quest. Maybe that was the intent. Oh, yeah, possibly. To give I mean, this leads to Scourge of Winter, which is a really important quest. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the Archive unlocks Scourge of Winter, uh, which we all know is a very important quest for farming exotic engrams. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... I don't know. And this is a cool quest. Like, this is a good quest. It's a good quest. Like, this, is, this is not an insignificant quest and should be part of the main story. And there's, there's no reason... Okay, this is a video game. In video games, <laughs> you want something done, and somebody sends you on a fetch quest so that, that you can... Why didn't they just do that? Yeah. Rahul will just be like, cool, thanks for this. I'm going to decrypt it, but I need you to go to this archive and do this thing for me real quick, and I'll tell you what how to go find your gate lord when you get back. Yeah. Instant justification for this mission as part of the story. I don't yeah. know. Anyway... We're gonna talk. Well, even about the it. even the opening line, the opening line to this mission, where the cryptarch says, uh, "The Ishtar Collective gathers some of the greatest minds of the Golden Age. Their archive is a treasure of knowledge we cannot lose to the fallen. Secure the archive, and the cryptarchs will be your your debt." Maybe they didn't want to do this because it's an a fallen based mission, and now we're already neck deep in the vex, so it seems like it's off a bit. Although we just fought the Fallen on Campus Nine, so it's not like they're yeah. We around. we know the Fallen are on Venus. I don't I don't know why that would be weird, but who knows? I mean, it's like the what was the Hive mission that doesn't exist in the in the quest anymore? The oh my gosh, oh well. The ritual of the sa- ritual sacrifice. No, there's there's like a isn't there a, a Hive mission that that. When they questified everything, it you just have to click on it in the director, but it's not part of a part of the story progression anymore. Oh yeah, that's the uh, the world's grave. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the world's grave. 
I don't know. These they're, they're like these little these cool little mission orphans. Which is weird because the world's grave is very similar to the archive. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, yeah, that they they didn't want us to they want to take these missions out where our ghost gets all this information because we we don't want our ghost to have information, so it makes sense when he's dumb. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah, this is a cool mission and it's it's kind of an important mission. Yeah, the world's grave is a, a mission to for the cryptarchs as well. Stupid cryptarchs. Yeah, it's basically the same style of go suck all this information out of a computer somewhere. <laughs> yeah, go go scan a thing while we kill three waves of enemies. Maybe, maybe I mean, so maybe that's the real reason why you remove them because there's so much of that in Vanilla Destiny that it's like uh, we'll just skip over that so it doesn't feel like that's all this game is. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I don't know. The archive's a great mission. It's cool, and it, it uh, like it brings up so much stuff. Yeah, it introduces a ton of <laughs> interesting things about the Golden Age and what the Ishtar Collective actually was. Like, all those Vex cards, those Vex fragments are based on the seed that's planted right here. Yeah, this is one of those. Yeah, this is this is one of those places. Like when we talk to Seth in in Slack and stuff, and he's always like, "Wait, did did such and such from this one Grimmer actually make it into the game? That's awesome, you know." Yeah, and this is one of those times. <laughs> yeah, you walk into the archive, and the archive, the the Ishtar AI says, "Welcome, Doctor Shim. Please enter your sec- your security clearance code." Like, this is where all of that stuff was happening in the Ghost Fragment Vex cards. Yep. That's really cool. <laughs> but, you know, it's cool. It doesn't need to be part of the quest. <laughs> Doc- yeah. You don't need to know this. Yeah. Dr. Shim. So, never mind. That. This line has led to. I, I've gotten this question several times where someone asked if it's possible that the person who was resurrected and became our guardian was Dr. Shim. I'm going to go Dr. With, Shim, medicine woman. I'm going to go with no. I'm also going to go with no. I'm going to go with Ghost just hacked some credentials and got us in. And so the computer thinks that's who we are because Ghost just used Dr. Shim's passcode. Yeah. I, I don't even think that Ghost knew he used Dr. Shim's passcode. I think he just found one yeah. and used it. Yeah. I think that, that The name is just tossed in there as a one of the few things that's like, hey, there's Grimoire. You should read it. Because then, go, yeah, Ghost is like, Dr. Shim? Never mind that. Let's just hit that terminal up ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a ghost cover-up that we were actually Dr. Shim in the Golden Age. Especially no, really since I'm an awoken. Like he grabbed random, I just need this clearance, so he grabs the first code he can find that has that clearance. Yeah, I'd also sort of like to point out that Ghost can't crack vex encryption but he can crack radial a in like five seconds <laughs> like that's that's legit like r- radial a is not a joke when it comes to encryption that's some serious stuff uh and he's just like beep boop boop totally okay we're in like it takes him five thousand years to extract unencrypted data from the archive itself, but yeah, radial A. Yeah. 
Yeah, so then I, I, I found this interesting. So we were, we're walking around. Ghost says, this place is amazing. That's a Shaq's quote, right? Oh, no, he says place. It's, <laughs> it's bigger than the archives in old Accra. Which is given with, like, no context at all, right? So Accra is the capital city and largest city in Ghana. Um, I, I read a lot Which of... Which makes a lot... I read a lot of facts about Accra when I was writing this, apparently. I always thought this was Accra, A-C-R-E, which is like the old capital of Israel, I believe. Well, so I did not realize it was A-C-C-R-A, not A-C-R-E. I wonder... Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and I read about this capital city. Of no, Ghana it's not. Reason. I went and played through, and this is what's in the subtitles. Oh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so why is there a giant archive in Africa? Because it's a cradle of civilization. I mean, why wouldn't there be? The, the machine is out in the middle of nowhere in Tibet. Yeah. I don't know. It just so it sort of got me thinking about, uh, you know, geopolitics and, and the Golden Age. <laughs> Clearly, because it's close to New Mombasa, and that's where oh, oh, we met wrong game. There you go. That's that's <laughs> that's the real reason. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah. So so, <clears throat> I mean, Accra is a. What did I find? It's it's rated as a a gamma minus level world city by the Globalization and World Cities Research Network. Which means it's gamma minus. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Gamma level cities are cities that link smaller economic regions into the world economy. Examples of other gamma level mi- gamma minus level cities are St. Louis, San Jose, and Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's what kind of city we're talking about in 2012. St. Louis. Yeah, that place. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's X. They invented, the they invented toasted ravioli. That's right. <laughs> Which I learned at an Uno's, I think, when I was there in like 2007. Uno's? Emo's? No, Uno's. Pizzeria. I don't know what an Uno's pizzeria is. Not very St. Louisan, I guess. No, where was it? Maybe it wasn't an Uno's. Maybe it was something else. Uno's. Not going to look that up. You ever heard of Uno's Pizzeria? He's not actually from St. Louis. Made famous in Chicago. Yeah, screw Chicago. Whoa, (laughs) talking about St. Louis. Whoa, bold words. (laughs) Uh, I've also been to the top of the uh, Gateway Arch there, which is really nice. Yeah, it's fun. Go on a windy day because that thing sways back and forth. Something fierce. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Pass. (laughs) And you get in these little like egg. Shaped elevators. Yeah, these egg shaped elevators are awesome. Yeah, and it takes you to the top. So, like, if you're claustrophobic and it's windy, go there for sure. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, San Jose, that's right near me. Mm-hmm. Tech, tech City. I like San Jose Airport because if you have a digital boarding pass, you can skip everybody in line. Because you're like paper. What century are you from? <laughs> And then I don't know much about Charlotte. Uh, I don't know. So Houston, where I'm from, is a beta. Uh, oh, there you go. San Francisco is an alpha minus, and Sydney is an alpha plus. Woo! The highest rating on the scale is alpha plus plus, and only plus, plus. London and New York City get that rating. 
Nice. That's not S rank, huh? It's not it's S. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Old Acra. There you go. Hmm. Now I have to go look on Google Maps. Acra <laughs> to New Mombasa. Yeah, see, I'm pretty sure New Mombasa doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want you to think. So let's see. Oh yeah, then we get. Thank you, Doctor Shim. Shall I begin correlation of Vex mind core samples? Which feels like just basically confirmation that this is exactly where the Ghost Fragment Vex cards take place. Yeah, and New Mombasa is in Kenya. Oh, there you go. It does exist, or does it not? Well, no. It, it does. It's in Kenya in, in, in Halo. Halo. <laughs> yeah, in Halo. Uh, <laughs> Halo's not real. Oh man, <sighs> I thought Halo was a prequel to Destiny. Uh, yeah, but it's still future now. Bummer. I guess so. So yeah, we shoot things. Ghost scans things. This is a pattern. Ghost is interrupted. Oh, old sends us to shoot things, so he can scan there's more an things. Old as well. <laughs> we shoot more things. Ghost scans things, and we shoot more. There's things. a lot of sh- yeah. There's a lot of shooting that happens in this the archive here. There's we learn that. Servitors can disrupt power grids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's yeah. There's stealth vandals. This is probably one of the first times we encounter stealth vandals. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't uh, have a shotgun the first time you ever did this mission, you might have had a bad time. Yeah, those stealth <laughs> vandals are no joke. Uh, and we also encounter Greylix, the Winter Baron. Here, this is our, our first House of Winter major that we encounter. Uh, in the story so far. Is it Grey or Gra? Gralix. Gralix Winter Baron. So finally... Yeah, that guy's no joke either. You, yeah. I always did this mission on up on top of the central terminal. I'm not going down on the ground with that guy. <laughs> then we get... Uh, this archive is amazing. Pathways to other galaxies. Mappings of a Vex underworld. A place they called... The Vault of Glass? Hopefully the Cryptarch can make sense of it. I'll let him know we found it. Please, just give all this information to the Cryptarch. I'm sure nothing bad can happen. He'll do great things with it. Yeah, so... First we of all... We never... <laughs> yeah, well... Let's, well... let's hit that first one, right? Pathways yeah, to other galaxies. That, that, that was the first... I was like, okay, well, I... Yeah. Uh, what? Well, we never hear about that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, a Vex underworld is that? Is that what? Okay. So it, mappings of a Vex underworld, a place called they called the Vault of Glass. Is that one statement? Yeah, we don't know that, right? Yeah. Are these separate thoughts, or is the Vault of Glass the Vex underworld? And if it is, how did they map it in the Golden Age? Are you kidding me? If they had pathways to other galaxies, how come we never achieved interstellar travel in the Golden Age? Because our ships are garbage. (laughs) 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 I should better look up that. See how he says that line. If it's mapping to the Vex Underworld, a place they call the Vault of Glass, or if it's two separate things. Well, I mean, there is a comma there. That's how it appears in the the subtitles. Does he pause? There's a slight pause between. Well, there's a Dinklebot pause. I don't know what there is in Nolanbot's <laughs> version. Hmm. That's okay. So this is also the only 
mention anywhere in game of the Vault of Glass. Yes. There was no quest, because there weren't quests in year one. <laughs> there was nothing that ever said go there except, like, Deej on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> it was like just a node that popped up one day. <laughs> oh, the Vault of Glass. Hopefully you remember that now, it was mentioned that one time. Yeah, well, now in the Questification version, you'd never even have to do this mission to hear of it. Right. That's true. Now Lakshmi just, just sends you there anyway. That's true. <laughs> Which is weird, right? Because you could be a year two guardian. You would have Your first encounter with the vault would have been with uh, Paradox. Like even in House of Wolves, we go to the Vault of Glass because Skolas tries to steal the oracles. Right. But without any kind of context for what the the full experience of the vault actually is. So is there a is there a version is there a year two guardian out there who started out at the beginning of the game, played through basically through like the dark below stuff and probably then straight into the Taken King for whom Paradox is the first time they ever shot a bullet at a Vex? Like, oh yeah, that's if you just skipped all the I mean, stuff. If you, like, well, I mean, like if you it, never did patrols or anything. Or strikes, but. yeah. That's true. Well, are patrols even open up though until they do those missions? Yeah, you open up. Well, you open up Earth Patrol, and you open up. No, I guess not, because you can't open up Venus Patrol without doing a, the Stranger's Call. Can you even if you do? like the spark of light thing and level up straight away. Well, that would be different, right? Yeah, cuz when you do when you do those those level boosts, it opens up all sorts of weird stuff without you having to do yeah. anything. I don't think it does on does patrols though. I don't know, maybe it does. Like being able to summon your sparrow at the very beginning of the yes. game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> level 2 guardian, I just made it through the wall and I'm like I'm sick of running and I'm like what happens if I transfer a sparrow to myself? Oh look, it works! It just <laughs> jumped on my sparrow, shot right through the the, the divide. And this is not how this was intended nice. to be played. <laughs> yeah, because I know I started both my alts after taking King. I used the spark of light on one of them, and the other one I know I did way more story on. And like, like I did, I used the spark on my Titan, and then I just did it starting from scratch on my warlock and I know I did way more story on my warlock than I did on my titan it was like going from my playing my warlock a bunch to going back to my titan I go oh wow all this stuff I still haven't done so I would think you because it pretty much unlocks everything like yeah because it unlocks the taken king for you you can start doing that straight off essentially you just have to do like the first two missions to get to the tower and then you can head off to do taken king stuff if you're level 25. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is... You don't weird. have to do any of this stuff. Uh, anyway, worth mentioning that the quote-unquote Vex Underworld, if the Ishtar Collective had discovered that the Vex had started seeding themselves through the mantle of the entire planet of Venus. That's what they could mean. We don't know what it looks like below the surface of Venus other than the vault. 
which apparently goes super deep uh, into Venus. So there's no reason to believe that there's not other aspects of that spread all throughout the interior of Venus. Uh, which is weird because you think that would undo some of the terraforming that the Traveler did, you know, by coring out the center of the entire planet and turning it into an underworld. But hey, it doesn't seem to affect the moon when the hive did it, so <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I went and listened to that line in, like, it was just the, um, what does he call him? Null Android or whatever. Um, <laughs> Null and Beyond? Yeah, well, I, I listened to the line, and it, it's the pause he takes in that is so like it's the perfect pause length to be either or <laughs> yep. like are you kidding me this could be two separate things and the tone of voice like it's a pause long enough that they're two separate things but the tone of voice sounds like it's not and I'm like well this didn't tell me anything <laughs> also if Ghost had a map of the Vault of Glass why did we wander around so long in the Gorgon's Maze in year one Dude had a map. Yeah, I don't... Uh, whenever I hear Vex... Mappings of a Vex Underworld reminds me of the sonar bomb from Gears of War that they used to map uh, all the tunnels underneath Sarah. Yeah. And they discovered that it's way deeper than they ever thought it was. This reminds me of that same thing. Where's my mini-map? It's neither here nor there. Because we don't get chainsaw guns. Uh, <laughs> that we don't. In Destiny. Sadly. I wish we had Lancers. Oh, man. It would be so satisfying to, <laughs> to Lancer a Vex in half. Anyway, well, let's go find this gate. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, so th this, mission, this mission ends. Uh, I personally find this has starts... This mission sets you off on a line of thought and questions... And even the location is really unique. Like, we encounter uh, a weird high servitor here, Simix 3. There's a huge doors to the archive itself. This takes you to a really obscure, like, dead-end area on Venus. Like, it's a cool zone. Uh, we used this zone in the archive we compared it to the one at Clovis Bray when we first discovered that uh, when that expansion when the transmission event first started and you could break into that lower area that was part of the new quests yep. uh, a lot of the assets in the Clovis Bray facility are identical or very similar to the ones in the archive uh, which sort of establishes a deeper connection between what was happening on Venus and what was happening on Mars. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff down here. Uh, but it's sad that you can completely ignore this entire thing. Yeah, it's a really good like, mission. Unless you want a sleeper simulant, in which case you can't ignore it, you have to play it. Yes. Which is good. That there and is. if you really need 15 legendary marks, and it's the daily. Or that. There was a oh, there was something else that sent you into this mission. There was like a queen's bounty way back. I don't know if that even still exists, right? Where you had went to the early part of this and had to kill a bunch of yellow bar dregs. Well, I believe I think it was Hunt Simix Three, the server that appears right before you get to the archive itself. Ah, okay. I'm pretty sure he had a bounty, uh, a bounty on him. Yeah. It. It. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of its, right? Vex are its too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all its. I, I wouldn't change a bunch of your pronouns in this document because you kept using him all the time. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Gate Lord. Yeah. Uh, lure out a Vex Gate Lord that protects the endless steps of Venus and bring its head back to the Awoken. Complete the mission Eye of a Gate Lord. Uh, the ghost quote says, These files make it clear what we need to do. We need... Wait. Now we just need to do it. You know, kill a gate lord. Back before the collapse, they paid people for their service. You think it'd work if we asked the speaker for a raise? One, we don't get paid jack. <laughs> uh, two, I like that the objective of anything we ever do in this game is to just kill whatever happens to be at the end of it. Kill it. Uh, also, back before the collapse, they paid people for their service is a weird line because it seems to imply that after the collapse, that slavery returned? I mean, I guess it's possible. Or there's just is no money. I what am I collecting true. all this glimmer for? <laughs> Although I guess is, was this a- glimmer is an interesting currency, though, because it's not necessarily a currency as much as a resource. Correct. So I guess that that's referring so to... So just bartering, right? Just straight up money? that he's referring to and that that's something they don't have anymore I guess that's true maybe this is a super super deep lead into Rise of Iron with the the warlords who just put people (laughs) in the indentured service yeah yeah no No. (laughs) (laughs) that's what we have frames for yeah keep sweeping (laughs) yeah there you go oh poor sweep did you find the snow angel frame yet no Oh no! I saw Danny posted about finding it. Where is it? Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do Can ask Danny about it. I'm gonna have to play Destiny <laughs> now. I'm gonna play Destiny. <laughs> you should. How dare you make me play Destiny? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to play it like as soon as we finish now. Non-stop until I find this Snow Angel frame. Or I could just Google it. Yeah. That one too. Yeah, that'd be I mean, cheating. The entire wealth of the world's knowledge is at your fingertips. Like the ghost. You should, at the very least, you should go yet. to the tower and grab a glowy lantern thing. Yeah, well, I'm intending to do that. I only found out about that this morning. <laughs> they disappear. You can't carry them forever. Can you carry them to other zones, like to the hangar or to the north? Yeah, if you if you can move fast enough. You Where your transverse walk, steps. Yeah. All right, I have a gate lord. This is a good mission. Let's do it. Uh, the more we learn about the Vex, the more I understand why our exo friend is so worried about them. Why is she our friend? She's not, done nothing friendly for us. <laughs> During the collapse, the Vex transformed the planet Mercury into a machine in days. They would have spread to every planet if the traveler hadn't stopped them. We need to get into the Black Garden. We need a gate lord's head. Sure. I mean. I don't even know. How did we learn about them transforming Mercury into a machine in days? How did we know they even did that? Telescopes. That happened That happened after the Ishtar Collective had collapsed, because that happens after the collapse. You didn't think anything even existed on Venus. How do you know that the Vex transformed all of Mercury into a machine? 
So it's not even you like he's, found- he's called up the Wikipedia page and read it and told us. It's like he's reading it paragraph by paragraph and not going any further until he has to. So he's just gotten <laughs> down to the bit like, oh, wait, they transform Mercury. Yeah, okay. Like, he started from the yeah. prehistory. This place is destroyed in the collapse. We don't know anything about Vex. And then, oh, wait, no, actually, we, we do. Um, hold up. <laughs> but that transforming mercury is not information you could have found from the archive no. or from scanning anything from the golden age because it didn't happen until afterwards right. it's during the collapse ha- i mean yeah. how slow does he read too by the way that's what i mean he, <laughs> well, he reads a paragraph and then stops until he has to go back and read more he reads oh, Tolan's whole journal in like uh. 10 seconds it's an audiobook though so yeah. that's fair enough <laughs> <laughs> It's like he plays you a like bit, of it. bit of it. As they give you the Wikipedia entry open for like New York City, and you read a, like if you go to like Rockefeller Center, you you read the Rockefeller Center paragraph and then read nothing further until you go to a different part it's of the literally city. Literally, what he's doing. Just, like, start- he's just reading it paragraph <laughs> by paragraph, and so like what he's stating as fact is actually history, <laughs> because he hasn't read any further. <laughs> well, look, then he reads further. Here's what we have on Gate Lords. <laughs> Three stories tall. Protect the realms of Vecchi locked out of time. Time? That can't be right. Really? That's all we have on Gate Lords? I mean, you just quick Google. <laughs> I guess. Well, then I have. Presumably, this information came from the archive, but that mission no longer required in the 2.0 questification. How did we find out this information and when? I mean, wouldn't... Why are you bringing up this information now, not when, say, Aldrin said, go kill a gate lord? <laughs> wouldn't this be important information to have? Mm, couldn't have just done a quick Google then? Nope. Ask Siri. No, there's no reception in the reef. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he sends us after a conflux and has us scan it. Where is this conflux? Oh, this is the conflux that's by the Citadel. Do we shoot things there while he scans the thing? Or does he just scan well, it? If you, have the, if you have the the bounty to kill Yellow Bar Vex, this is the only place to do it. Oh, yeah, those three <laughs> those three Minotaurs, right? Yeah, there's the two in the back and then the third one in the far right where this conflux yeah. is. Yeah. He sends us through Waking Ruins and Campus 9. Uh, he's... <laughs> I just made myself chuckle, by the way, reading something I wrote like two months ago. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wakes. Oh, look, you mentioned the Hazen Protective down here. Did I? And they're gold. Yeah, Hazen Protective. Excellent. All right, because they're, they're in Waking Ruins. Yes. Yeah, yes. the Waking Ruins where the vault is. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's the, that's the second type that we run into. Yeah, the Hazen Protective. The mysterious Hazen Protective is the second major Vex behavioral unit on Venus. Concentrated around the legendary Vault of Glass and the Endless Steps, the site of a massive Vex gate, and the access point to the towering citadel, the Protective's behavior seems very defensive. But leading cryptarchs and experienced guardians warn that it would be a fatal mistake to think the Vex as a conventional military occupying an area. Vex behavior is always a process, active and purposeful. The protective is clearly engaged in a colossal project. But as 
much as with much vex behavior it's unclear whether their ultimate purpose is even comprehensible to us the protective may be reacting to an event that has yet to occur or working towards a goal that to us is already a historical fact you know that and they're named the protective well <laughs> our name or their uh, name? i like that i like that leading cryptarch's annex yeah. Leading cryptarchs and experienced <laughs> guardians have already figured all this out, but we didn't even know this existed a half an hour ago. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Vex, he, he's er, ghost, Vex, ghost, whatever. Ghost screws with the Vex gates, which wakes them up, and they start spewing out Vex. But we yeah, this is a a whole huge mess of gates. Yeah, this is and this is a lot of fun too, right? This whole encounter is uh, this is it's it's typical vanilla destiny, right? Really fun encounters with really bizarre story decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a lot of fun because the gates would light up, Vex would start coming out of them, and you could shoot the gate to stop the Vex from coming out of them. Yep, it was cool. We're go- we're guardians. Or we shoot everything. Yeah, or you do what I do, and you hide whip there in the top and just snipe everything, or you get on your sparrow and just blast through. Well, but where's the fun in that? Unless it's a strike and you're in a hurry. There's no strike that goes here. I know, but it just, you know, in general, using, just running past enemies, it's no fun. The endless steps. This this poor section of Venus, which is really awesome that nobody ever goes to because there's no reason to. Yeah. Everybody just saves the Zydron checkpoint for farming engrams. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, we shoot more things. We we get to the endless steps. We step on the Vex plate. It wakes up Zydron. He has a Grimoire card, doesn't he? Yeah. The intelligence we call Zydron seems to exist in a liminal state stretched between the gates in the Vex network. It manifests as a physical being only when called. Warlock scholars believe that gate lords regulate traffic between Vex gates and that their minds contain codes that might open the way into forbidden realms. An enormous amount of hope and anger has been spent on a particular debate. Could we find a Vex gate that opens onto a place and time before the collapse and somehow forestall it? I mean, how much time have these warlock scholars had to study gate lords if we just figured out... Oh, an awful lot, because as we're going to find out again, Ikora is an expert on the Vex. Oh. But we're so only given thanks. two pertinent sentences of information about a gate lord. Yeah, three stories tall <laughs> and locked out of time. <laughs> right. <laughs> After years of research, here's all we got. <laughs> so the other interesting thing here is the plate that we step on. We talked about in the Dark Below episodes uh, how story missions are often used to to sort of show us future raid mechanics. And this plate, the sink plate, is basically exactly like the ones we run into in the Vault of Glass raid. Yes, um, that's true. Yeah, so starts off red, turns white as we stand in it. Yeah, so Zydron uh, appears in front of the gate, and uh, we shoot him and cut off his head because we're monsters. It was a really cool encounter too. Like he he comes out of the gate in pieces, 
and the frame assembles itself to like and this is a good example also of this sort of like deeper existence of the vex like the vex themselves are not the machine parts like zydron is not the machine we fight right it's it's this different being it's assembling those parts in order to engage us uh but that's not what it is And we've seen this. We, if you're a hunter, this won't be the last time you encounter this gate. For everybody else, you have no reason to ever come back here unless you're farming engrams. <laughs> uh, or the had the really old bounty kill Zydron, the Gate Lord. Uh, but if you're a hunter, you will come back here during a ranger lost because this is where we encounter. Well, we don't encounter him here, but this is where we first discover that we've lost uh, Tevis Larson, a legendary Night Stalker. We find his ghost on this side of the gate, and he is on the other side of the gate. It's always been long rumored, wondering where this gate actually goes. Uh, you know, I think the common belief is that the gates go to different locations, depending on you know where they're being aimed. Mm -hmm. uh, but this gate took Tevis to the Black Garden. Uh, very specifically, it took him to the Crucible map in the Black Garden, which whose name I always forget. Is that Pantheon? Uh, Pantheon, yes. So this gate goes to Pantheon, apparently. Who knows where it goes? I mean, Zydron's dead, apparently, so it could just be like... <laughs> it's like in the Matrix, that hallway full of doors. <laughs> you, you, you jump into the gate, and it's going to spew out in a random location. Uh, also, it's interesting that we cut off its head because when you kill Zydron, he goes up in flames. <laughs> he just turns into <laughs> bright orange powder. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Then we oh, we get the the grimoire for the mission, uh, which is a speaker quote. At uh, while defeat of any champion of the dark is cause for celebration, be leery of the promises of the queen. The Awoken play both sides of this battle, and a debt to her is potentially ruinous. But if it gets you back into the Black Garden... I'm sorry, not back. <laughs> if it gets you into the Black Garden, you have the city's full support. So there we go. House of Wolves lead in number three. Talking about Wait, the debt one, to the queen. Two, three sentences that make no sense all next to each other. Well... <laughs> like, What? Both sides of the battle. Sure. Uh-huh. Whatever. It's the speaker. Nothing he says makes sense, and he's an idiot, so... Yeah, I mean, we don't see anything that Come indicates on back. that... Come on back, Lysander. The door's wide open. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't see anything that really seems to indicate the Awoken are playing both sides of the battle. They're just not playing a side. Yeah, well, their entire existence has been not playing a side. Right. So it's ridiculous to think that they're somehow like, haha, look at we're the master manipulators. We're on the side of the Vex and the side of the Guardians. Like, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> it, it makes zero sense given every single thing that we've seen up to this point. Yeah. And we'll continue to see. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Akia waits. Travel to the reef and present the Gate Lord's head to the Queen for entrance into the Black Garden. The Vex continue to impress me and depress me. Is it wrong to think that cybernetic life and organic life can get along without everybody wanting to murder each other? Oh my god, ghost. 
Oh my god. First of all, cybernetic life and organic life. <laughs> you just confirmed the Vex were organic 25 minutes ago. <laughs> also, how could you possibly be the person who's saying, can't we all just get along when your first impulse is to tell us to murder everything? <laughs> The cybernetic life and organic life that always wants to murder. You are the greatest trespasser of that mentality. <laughs> Why can't we be friends? Oh. Like, if you replaced Vex with Ghost, this could be a quote from our guardian. <laughs> Ghost continues to impress. Like, this is private journal, my guardian. Ghost continues to impress me. And depress me. Is it wrong to think that cybernetic life and organic life can get along without everybody wanting to murder each other? Dot 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 all the time? Question mark. That is, that is a page two of my guardian's journal. Yeah, my my wouldn't say the part about impressing me. The say ghost uh, continues to depress me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What kind of world have I been revived into? Tiny robot that floats over my shoulder asks me to murder everything and tear out and wear its body parts. Well, I mean, I do what, that part on my own, but, you know, the murder. What does the future become? Uh, <laughs> they're organic, but, you know, they're not organic. Ghost. Really. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, come on, Ghost. <clears throat> Uh, so we return to the reef for the gate lord's head. Uh, this was one of the worst Thinklebot lines. Uh, oh, we killed the gate lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Uh, and it's funny because he delivers that line, and then the guardian says, Ghost, as if to command him to manifest the gate lord's head, which falls onto the ground. Uh... Although this is, this is a pretty fun. There's some good lines from I, Aldrin is such a jerk, uh, but there are some lines here, especially when you first walk into the scene. And just because I have these fresh in my head because I just did these missions, mm -hmm. uh, like Aldrin, when you walk in, he goes, there's no shame in running away. Apart from the cowardice and failure of it, it's an excellent strategy. <laughs> <laughs> what a douchebag! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, he plays that role to a T. Now, here's what I was just... Uh, when you were talking about, you know, the, the ghost, you know, making the, the head appear. That head's pretty big, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. possibly the size of, like, an engine part for the damn raid. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, ghost, hey, grab this freaking engine part so I can actually run <laughs> and we can take it up there and put it in place. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, I never even thought of that, but yeah, exactly that. Well, you never thought Ghost. of that because we never should have been there in the first place. We could have just flown right past it. That's true. But, yes. Thanks for nothing, Ghost. Right. Oh, man. You thought we did a number on King's Fall? Wait till we get to Wrath of the Machine episode. <laughs> We should just skip that entire part of our episode and be like, we flew over all this <laughs> and landed outside the, the We better make complex. sure we burn all the bridges first before we do that episode. 
that's yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> also, we'll just have the eye of this thing changes shape constantly. Uh, so the, yeah, this three-story tall gate lord's head suddenly appears and seems smaller than it should probably, and then Aldrin carves its eye out. This he just like reaches in and yanks it out. Uh, Gross. Yeah, and then he holds it up and he's like, "Oh, it's dead. What a shame." Yeah, because you killed it, you jack. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, how come the mind core stays active when we completely blow up the Vex, but when we bring the head back, oh, sorry, the eye's dead. Wah, wah. Well, we see it fizzle out whenever he does that, though, so I blame him. I do, too. Yeah, and this is where he has that weird line. Like, my motive is simply loyalty to a people. <laughs> he kneels down, like, super close to the queen and is like... A queen and a sister, like we know, it's oh, it's. Now you're just making it weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it's weird. Uh, so yeah, and then he tosses this one. It when I was rewatching the cutscene, I could. I'm like, does, does our guardian actually catch this eye like a baseball when Aldrin throws it at us? And we do. We just do like the hand out, quick grab. Yes. I'm like, oh, that's well animated. Think fast. Imagine if, yes. like, we missed and it just kind of clattered behind us and we're like, oh, hold on. Like, My bad. Stumble yeah. over and, like, pick it up. <laughs> Falls off the edge of that little bridge we're standing on and tumbles out into the it's reef like space. Hitting all the pipes and machinery. Dunk, 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 dunk. Well, it looks like you're going to get another one. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that... That sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> and also... It's interesting that the queen gifts 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 this to us uh, in sympathy for our traveler. Uh, and then Aldrin tells us the most obtuse directions ever given to anybody anywhere. Uh, <laughs> is it in, is it in these notes here? Because it's terrible. Like he looks directly at the camera <laughs> and just says. 84 North, 32 East, Meridian Bay. <laughs> Somehow we figure that out. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, good luck getting through the exclusion zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and the... Yeah. And, and the... Um, when she says to, to expect her... When Mara says to expect her to call on us, and he goes... That yep. means you owe us or something like. Oh, yeah. Oh, can I just punch this guy in the face? Shut up, you creep. <laughs> we, yeah. we know that's what he is. He's just a creep. The queen has that great line where she's like, uh, "Often when we guess at others' motives, we reveal only our own." It's such a harsh burn on him. Uh, which I do love. I love that line. I want to see some awesome parody video of her like being awesome and saying all these good lines, and him just being behind her, going, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take that." Yeah, that that line really does annoy me. She means you owe us. We we know. We didn't say. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> we know. Thanks. Dude. Thanks. My subtext detector was broken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to leave it on Venus and replace it with the Vex detector. It's like a diversion. Thanks, Legolas. 
Let's save the Captain Obvious. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, so. gotta drive in. That House of Wolves is coming. Yeah. So was it at this? Well, I guess it wasn't. I guess it was on the roadmap for this point. Yeah, yeah. It was part of the uh, season pass, so we knew about it. Yeah. It had a name and everything. And this cutscene's funny too because it it happens automatically as soon as the gate lord mission ends yeah. there's no cutscene of you flying to the back to the reef or anything it just opens up and you're here it's kind of jarring but sure but it's a cutscene and we get so few of those true also in this conversation at some point Aldrin says they don't even know where it is when the last time we talked to him he said everybody knows where it is <laughs> so which is it buddy does everybody know where it is, or do we not know where it is? Everybody knows we're dumb because we don't know, but he's still a douche. <laughs> I'd rather be dumb than be a douche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, and I think that this, so now we're, we're clocking three hours right now, so. Pushing it. Or close to. So let's save the last part of this for next time. We'll wrap up all these ridiculous connections. Also, that's the next step takes us to a totally new planet, so we'll save that. Uh, Maybe we'll consult Captain Kex about his his expertise on Mars and the Cabal. Mm. There you go. Cool. So yeah, that'll do it. Don't be be an Aldrin. (laughs) (laughs) That's some good advice. For the I week. that on a shirt. Yeah, don't, I would say that don't be, a be an Aldrin. <laughs> <laughs> With him just like staring blankly off the front of the shirt. <laughs> yeah. He's got, I mean, even in the grimoire, he's got some terrible lines. <laughs> oh, well, okay, kinda, so. I kind of laughed whenever he, uh, he was on that ship whenever his sister blew up <laughs> the queen and he's like oh. wow like, now you're a terrible person like yeah. like yeah that's the stuff that happens to you buddy <laughs> bad people bad things happen to you. that's just the way it goes well for what it's worth he, what do you end up crashed on mars now <laughs> right mars 84 north 32 east meridian deal with it. Sucker. Hey, no hard feelings, right? Can you come help me? <laughs> you yeah. get that in Destiny too. <laughs> Crash right into the gate. You know, I was just kidding, right? Good luck getting through the exclusion zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good right. luck getting out of the exclusion zone. D-bag. Uh, We're going to find him like, huddled, huddled up on one of the train cars down in Tharsis Junction, like, shivering and alone. <laughs> The train will take me home. The train will take me home. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at the, looking at the uh, signs, we're going to the station. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, so this episode um, should be out this week. Yeah. But then we have Christmas coming up. So, you know, Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates Christmas. And Oh, I totally uh, thought you were going to say, this episode is brought to you by... <laughs> That's exactly how you led that. <laughs> well, I, I, I wish if we had a sponsor, I'd do that every day. And this episode brought to you by Vex Milk. Um, <laughs> Strawberry Vex Milk. <laughs> Available at your local retail. 
Uh, yeah, we're not going to record on Christmas Day either. Yeah, but is that depending on what's is going that the on, next I might, yeah, that's next Sunday. That's next dude. Sunday. Wow, jeez. So I may time. I may fire up the stream or something if um if nothing's going on here. So well maybe do that. maybe I, I mean, mean I won't. Have, we'll I'm, I'm not doing anything Boxing that day. Boxing Day for so. me, not Christmas Day. So sure, maybe you can sneak it in later this week or something as like a little addendum episode. I mean the tail part of this is only a couple missions, so we'll get it done quick. We do have that little Christmas gift from Gavel too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we gotta figure that out. Soon, uh, like... It's not Christmas, it's the dawning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Merry dawning? It's Vexmas. It's Vexmas, I don't care. Oh, it's Vexmas. Vexmas, yeah. I like that. I'm on board with Vexmas. Yep, oh, yep. What if when you shot a Vex, instead of exploding in a Vex milk, they explode into, like, candy canes? <laughs> <laughs> candy canes? I just want to shoot something <laughs> and have it make the, the grunt birthday party sound. I miss that so or much. Flocking, like oh, if, that if you had the a best. big Christmas tree and you shot a bunch of vex with a vex milk turn into flocking for the tree. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle bells shoot out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. We didn't. You're right, though. It is the dawning. We didn't even talk about the dawning or how we felt about it. Maybe if the since the next one is probably going to be shorter, we can we can throw that in. Yeah, we'll throw the dawning in there. I've got to say. Uh, the new music for SRL oh, is fantastic. Yes. Oh, I yeah. want it. Mm. Yes. Uh, also, the little Christmas, the little dawning jingle in the tower is really good, too. Yeah, I, I was already decided, like, I've played twice, maybe, and I'm already like, okay, when this soundtrack comes out, I need it. <laughs> sure. I want all the funky SRL music, and I want this little Christmassy theme. Yeah, the Christmassy theme is really good. I think some of them are available right now. They put two things up for download, yeah. Yeah, for, for free, right? Yeah. Yep. Ooh. So there you go. But it's not the SRL songs, which those are the ones that I no, want the most. Yeah. Yeah, those are awesome. And there's so many different yeah, ones too. Mm-hmm. Like they're all like, let's just do one of every genre. Go. Yes, it's. <laughs> Was it? It's. Who's the 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 people who did the crazy reggae dub version? Is that Bass Jackers? Is that who they are? I don't know. Hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, the reggae one is like a crazy yeah, ragey dubstep bass. one. There was like a rock one. Yeah, bass jacker. Uh, they did the that crazy reggae dub version. It's awesome. <sighs> I do like the remix. I like the, that they're like remix versions of themes we're already familiar yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, that's one thing I liked with the soundtrack of Rise of Iron stuff. When you did the like revamped um, Sepix and you did... Uh, Oh, well, that track! It was the oh, prison. It was the prison so soundtrack good. and the Sepik soundtrack, but like rock version. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the metal version. It was so of good. Sepik I was like, oh, I love that. It's like you and that pops up it. in Archon's Forge too. Yeah, yeah, that's Every the prison. Every time I'm doing Archon's Forge, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, it's the, you can get the you can get the prison music that's revamped, rocky version. The other day at work, I was uh, crunching some some spreadsheets and doing some mind-numbingly boring stuff, so I. Had my earbuds in and was just fired up YouTube and was listening to some stuff and was listening to those uh, piano covers that, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Lady Desiree, uh, right? La- yeah, Lady Desiree. Yeah, does. those are uh-huh. cool. And those are, those oh, are nice. fun to listen to. Yeah. So check those out, too, if you need something 
something Destiny themed. She does a lot of different, different games, uh, kind of music, piano covers, which is is fun. So, Square Enix is really good about that. They release a lot of their soundtracks in piano versions. I know there's a Kingdom Hearts piano album. There's two Final Fantasy XI piano versions. That do a lot of that. Stuff. Well, now I can't not mention the piano version of the Journey soundtrack. What? Which is awesome. That's Where a thing? That? I'll, I'll send you a link to it. That is one of the greatest soundtracks. I listen to that soundtrack a yeah. lot in the morning. Like, if I know I'm going to hit rush hour on BART here in San Francisco, and it's just going to be like a miserable sausage car full of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know where that was going, but okay. Whoa. Yeah, the the Journey soundtrack is like my zen. I can just. Put it, it is on zen. It's a very escape, zen soundtrack. Escape everything. Austin Wintery is such an yeah. amazing Fantastic. Composer. I want to know more about this whole sausage car thing or whatever the hell you were talking about. No, it's just... <laughs> the bu- I don't even the, know what that means. The tra- it, it's the subway cars. They are so jammed with people. Oh, gotcha. That it's... What's what? It was sardines? I think sardines is the appropriate one. I, I don't know. I just feel like... Yeah, I would have... I would Gross. Like a tin of sardines. Sausage. <laughs> I would have been able to... I would have understood the whole sardines thing. I'd never heard... Act like a sausage car. I've never heard that. Well, I mean, it's also been... Well, it's the past week, it's also rained a lot here. Uh, so it's in the mornings, everybody's cranky. People in California suck at riding the subway because they think it's like a yoga studio or something and not actually a subway car. And they all everybody needs like their 9,000 feet of personal space. And it's like, get on the damn train so we can all go to work. But then everybody's damp from the rain and... Gross. gross in the morning and so yeah it's just like weird slimy sausages sure. too bad that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's the sardines are the same thing but i'm sorry like do your do you buy individually wrapped pristine sausages i mean um mine all I, come in packs i guess not i don't know I, I mean, like sausage, like little bitty sausage links. No, just like wouldn't you? I don't know. I just buy sausages from the grocery store and I cut them up and put them in scrambled eggs. But I mean, we get them from a butcher or something, and they're not really slimy. <laughs> oh, that's like. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> you said slimy that sausages. Conversation, conversation got weird. You said it slimy did. sausages. Yeah, because they're slimy and they come out of their little plastic well, I packaging. don't get them vacuum-packed. You get them from a butcher. They're like in a bag. We, we haven't had butchers in America since the 1800s. What? You don't have fortnightly? <laughs> you don't have butchers? We have butchers. <laughs> fortnightly. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like it's like a... Like if you made like a pillow fort out of your couch every night when you were a kid, it would be fortnightly. Fortnightly is a <laughs> is a very valid term. Sure, if you're Abraham Lincoln, or if you're or Flight a... of the Concords. Oh, I guess so. Well, they they we have it too, so that's probably we have similar terms. So whatever. Oh, I know what I, m- I meant to mention earlier when you were talking about it being really hot in Christmas in Australia. Uh in Overwatch, Junkrat and. What's his name? The big doofy guy. 
Roadhog. With the hooked Roadhog. Their Christmas outfits are summer outfits. Oh, really? That's cute. Because they're both Australian. Yeah, and there's totally... Well, there's and there's totally, I guess, new tags of the two of them in, like, short shorts. <laughs> lounging on, like, uh, beach chairs. <laughs> like, fist bumping each other. Oh, dear. Like, oh, that's totally uh, totally Australian Christmas. Yep, that's pretty much that's pretty much all we do. Wear short shorts and lounge on beach chairs and fist bump. <laughs> I mean, that's that's, that's what, what I, I know. Yeah, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time. This has been fun, <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for tuning in. Happy holidays, and we will hopefully talk to you all soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Yeah, have a good one.